Welcome to the Ether. Today is Saturday, September 17th, 2022. Today on the Ether, part two of the three part Chepi Space Children of the Atom. Let's take a listen. What, what do you mean by debt? Debt, debt. to who? I think debt. I can answer this question. Debt. Who's debt? Go ahead, Eddie. Debt for what? By, by the way, Annie, your profile pic is very, very undeceiving. Going through, going through Twitter, you're a lot fucking sexier than what the fuck you post. But anyways, <laughs> the debt will be covered. I don't want to say covered, but it is up to the community now because Doquan doesn't have a say up to a certain extent of what we do, which is why we have this new 1.2% tax in place. Mm-hmm. The 1.2 tax in place that we're trying to have all these major exchange currencies try to do for us, but also internally, that's what's going to cover that debt. That is that new 1.2% tax that's going to cover that debt to try to bring Luna classic and the USTC back to normal. And I'd, I'd like to just quickly address the question you asked earlier when you said, why didn't he do anything earlier? And there's an mm-hmm. interesting dichotomy here and maybe like the ethos of, of the chain of UST and Luna, which was decentralized stable coins. Um, and you look at the way that things unfolded in UST where Yes, a lot of people blame Doquan for kind of letting that seniorage w- was the mechanism for like burning uh, UST or burning Luna in order to create UST and, and vice versa, which is why whenever the UST pegged, you burnt so much Luna because everyone was selling UST, right? And that's why you got this insane inflation. Mm-hmm. Uh, why didn't he jump in and, and like basically like hit the stop button on this whole mechanism? Um, the alternative though, to that would have been like a Celsius sort of situation where now you have so many withdrawals and so many people trying to pull money out of the system that you basically hit the pause button and in Celsius, um, and and like Voyager and those sort of companies where it is a centralized entity that's controlling all the money flow, um, now people can't even get their money back, right? So at least at the end of the day, and I mean, I mean, whatever, it's a fucking consolidation prize. It's not worth that much. But you can at least, there's a dichotomy there between like, do you take the centralized approach? And I'm not saying one or the other was right or wrong, but do you take the centralized approach where you say, hey, we're going to halt this like the stock market? I think maybe Sefi had mentioned it or whoever. You, you halt it like the stock market. You halt it like a Voyager, like a Celsius and try and figure it out and let, you know, fucking lawsuits come down and, 
you know, you've got creditors and blah, 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 and everybody's in line to get their hand out? Or do you just kind of let the free market play it out? And the ethos of UST as a decentralized stablecoin was always to just be sort of this uncontrolled, let the seniorage mechanism run itself. And as, as Coach mentioned earlier, like we all knew that there was this risk. We all knew that it was anybody in the public that, was, that believed in UST could burn Luna in order to mint UST. And we had faith that UST would be pegged to a dollar. Uh, but we knew it, you know, that there was some underlying risk there. So there's a difference there between the way things happen. And I think it's an interesting dichotomy that people don't bring up enough where you like those centralized entities just halted everybody's um, assets and halted their ability to even interact with the protocol like a Celsius, like a Voyager. Whereas with UST Luna, it just kind of it was left unguarded. And so should you be un like decentralized or should you? have some centralized control. And I think that that's, it's, it's a broader question than like what's right or wrong. It's just a way to kind of manage these things, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Thank you for the explanation. And um, another thing, uh, question I have is, um, there seems to be, be like a, a kind of competition right now between Luna 2.0 and Lunac. Um, there was a, a few, a week ago, um, I'm sorry, uh, Luna uh, pumped, Luna 2.0 pumped a lot. And, yeah, I don't think it's so much uh, competition. It's like if I tweet about one of them, it goes up. And if I tweet about the other one, it goes up. There's no competition. Sorry? There's no, um, because it's it's completely separate money as well. Here's the interesting thing. So when the original Luna crashed, everyone in that community was wrecked, right? So they either exited or they were wrecked completely. Many of them, like me, who were staking, were just completely fucking wrecked. Like, I lost everything. Um, and everyone in that community kind of moved on. Um, their only hope for compensation or to get their money back is really the new chain. Because everyone on the new chain was, was airdropped a proportionate amount of tokens to what they lost, either during or before the crash. Um, mm -hmm. So, so there's, a, there's a proportionate distribution there that mirrors the old community prior to the crash or close enough because they also included um, UST and stuff after the crash. People who had uh, a kind of conviction in the new chain were able to buy in as well at a cheaper rate. So, so that's the case. Now, with Lunk, after um, the chain was unhalted, the only really people who bought were either like the complete fucking maniacs from the old community like me, um, but 99.9% .9 of it was new money. It was new retail investors. It was like the meme coin crowd, uh, the people on centralized exchanges who had never heard of Luna before, um, who really didn't know the history, didn't know who Do Kwon was, who maybe had some judgments about it. And then they invested heavily and they were like, oh, fuck, this is the next meme coin because the world is paying attention to this. Um, you know, maybe there's a comeback story here. You know, this thing has crashed into the gutter. And they also said things like, oh, this has been $119 before. You know, it's like 0.0001 now. You know, maybe it's going to spring back up there. They have thought things like that. And that was actually bullshit because it's just like completely different tokenomics and stuff. But at the same time, for some reason, like the world started paying attention to it and everyone started investing. Um, and uh, But now we have this, this situation where 99.99% of Lunk investors are not invested in Luna. It's separate communities. The current Luna blockchain, as in Luna 2, is the old community, people like me and Pantera and Sefi and, and all of the old people who got wrecked during the crash. We currently have like a lot of, of Luna too, because that is what we had before. 
we were here before the okay. crash and we were airdropped that amount. And Lunk mm-hmm. is now retail investors who are brand new, who arrived in the last like two, three months. Um, that's mm-hmm. the difference. So, so if you have to say they're in competition, that would be nonsense because it's separate money. They're, they're not, there's no real overlap. Some people have both coins like me and maybe Sefi and I don't know about Pantera and, and maybe Demon, but it's a very low percentage. It's only about 1% of people that have both coins. Mostly it's two separate communities. Mm-hmm. Now, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I didn't say it was a competition. It seems to be a competition. Um, when you uh, are reading the messages on Twitter, uh, people make it a competition while it's not. And uh, that, that's why I asked this question. Um, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, on average, people are fucking morons, right? So they're, they're, <laughs> they get their information about the world by reading other stuff on Twitter by other morons. And they also mm-hmm. look to maybe bigger accounts like pathological liars like Fat Man who has his own agenda of making his account as big as possible by tapping into outrage and blame and stuff like that. All this bullshit. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Twitter is not the, I've said many times in these spaces, if you want to learn about what happened in the past, like the past two years, and you want to learn about Do Kwon, talk to the people who are actually here in the old community, people like me and Pantera and Sefi, and we'll tell you exactly what happened. Um, The people who have very harsh opinions and judgments and they're typing a lot on Twitter, they weren't here. They were either not here back in the crash, back before the crash, or they were members of other communities like Ethereum and Solana and stuff like that. They saw it like at a distance, but they weren't here. They, they have no idea. It's just like a judgment. They, they, they're kind of happy that the thing failed because they saw it rising so fast. They thought, oh, this must be a Ponzi, da da da. You know, that's unsustainable. And then when it happened, they were like, yeah, yeah, I'm right. There was a Ponzi after all. Um, but it's like, it's like the, the, if you ask any intelligent person who was here for the last two years and saw everything happen, you would get the response that, yeah, like it, it failed, but at the same time, there were good intentions. And at the same mm-hmm. time, everyone intelligent knew the risks. Like it, it wasn't like a mystery to us. We knew that, that the upside was the capturing of the entire stablecoin market the, the domination of Web3 decentralized economies, this stable base of value, the storage of value and the medium of exchange for Web3 decentralized economies um, that could serve as like the primary stablecoin in all of crypto, like this massive fucking upside. And the downside, of course, was that it didn't work. Like it, it could have easily not worked. But many of us who were here and who were intelligent enough decided like, okay, there's a massive upside and there's a downside. I'm going to invest if it's worth it. So we all mm-hmm. accepted death when we first invested. Let me let me interject. Let me interject real quick. So let's go back to the reason why Lunk had collapsed. The rumor has gone around the whole news was that a huge financial financial institution like BlackRock had intervened and caused this whole crash. That's the difference between a meme coin and an actual stable coin meme coins don't have institutions like blackrock trying to interfere with the progress of a cryptocurrency that's one what that's one difference wait the second, what, what, what did blackrock do so if you ever go into and in, into any stock market into any cryptocurrency market they blame BlackRock as the reason why, as to yeah, don't why that Lunk... nonsense. BlackRock wasn't involved with this. 
But regardless, Black, Black, Black Rock has nothing to do with with any of this. Regardless, who are we to say to that? Yeah. Why like is the just... reason why? Because um, of a huge major purchase. Black, this this is just like uh, this is like toy money for BlackRock. They have no they have no interest in what we're talking about at all. And and if who I could ha- just add just a little bit of color to to Coach's last monologue there. Um, Zara did in fact slide into my DMs, and we've quelled kind of that sexual energy that we had before. And um, even though she admitted to me that she's married, we're probably going to hook up soon. So nice. Um, um, I, I want to thank you for all your answers. I give other people a chance to speak, so I, I'm not going to take over the space. Thank you very no, much. Was that, was that helpful, though? Did it clarify things? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I have to say, I was in... Uh, I was also um, a victim of Luna, of Luna, of Luna of whatever you will call it. Um, I was in, I had it for about four or five years. So um, I, I, I'm aware of a little bit of, of the history and I read a lot about, about it. And um, mm, I, I, wanted, I wanted to ask this question because of the... Of, of a lot of people are confused about a lot of things um yep. and i want to hear you say it so uh that's why i ask these questions and um thank you for the um, for all the uh answers no problem okay bye bye <laughs> thank you um Aww. impressive that she's had it for five years because it's only existed for two years i was about to say yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, about it like I, two months after it came out. No, no, so I'm sorry. I I have to. It was it wasn't five years. It was two years. I'm sorry. No, that's cool. I think in conclusion, people on social media who are talking about Do Kwan and and Luna and all these things, they're 99.99 percent of them are fucking idiots, right? So if you want to learn anything like real and develop a real opinion on these things. Talk to intelligent people who were actually here for the last two years. You know, we don't have any agenda to protect Do Kwan or whatever. We were just here. We were here every day building, investing, uh, seeing what happened in the community, having conversations together. You know, we were actually here. That, that's the people you need to listen to. Um, not these, these morons, these little rats on Twitter. Um, those people only have an agenda to stir the pot, to blame others, to do this infantile activities or to grow their accounts. Or I think many people are trying to like grow their accounts and then promise people compensation through new tokens or whatever. All of it's fucking bullshit. You know, it's 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 nonsense. Like, if you want to learn anything, talk to people who are actually here. Yeah, and I'll say, yeah, in, in the in the DPEG, I lost seven figures plus, and Coach sounds like he was in the same ballpark there. And yep. I'm sure Steffi fucking Hello. took a huge haircut, and lost it wasn't like even seven, just the money. Million. Well, go ahead. Sorry. I lost like seven million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> so I was I was near there. Suckers. And, yeah, and we're suckers. But here's the thing: we lost that much. I'm joking. I lost six, but not that much. And we six figures. But but at the end of the day, like it, it, even on top of that, it was like the amount of effort and uh, time we spent. Like Sefi fucking doesn't sleep and just does fucking spaces and and coach like has 7 million different schizophrenic personalities and he practices his accents and shit. And then, you know, we had like a validator and YouTube and all this shit. And in like all of that kind of 
went kaput in 72 hours. And we still don't blame, like, I still don't blame Doquan. I don't blame anyone for it. And I feel like these people that are out there, like Fat Man and, and like his little cronies, they, they somehow think that like if Doquan goes to jail, like all of a sudden a check's going to be written that's going to, I don't know, make back their money. And then we lost like <laughs> three figures. Like, I don't even, I don't understand. Anyway. Okay. No. And just so everybody knows, Fat Man, Fat Man was trying to launch his own validator for Lunk. Just so everybody right, knows which that. failed. Yeah. Sorry, I I don't know how this works with raising your hand, but I got a really important question. I'm wondering if I could ask. Is that all right? Yeah, it's all good. Go ahead. Yeah, think it's important. Yeah, well, (laughs) Um, so I'm a pretty new investor uh, to Lunk, but uh, my question is about the peg. And uh, they're saying that that we're going to try to repeg it to the USTC. And uh, how does it work? And because before, from what I understand, it was a situation where one would go up, like people would buy USTC and then something like Lunk would get burned. And if it went down, then they would mint new coins. Like how does pegging, how is pegging actually going to work and how is it actually going to affect the, the value of Lunk and, and as far as burning and, and uh, minting? Depends on how much you charge for pegging, bro. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can talk on that. Um, so the way the way that UST worked was you could only mint UST if you burnt the dollar equivalent of Luna. So say let's just say Luna was ten dollars. If you burnt one Luna, you could mint ten UST. And then UST, um, and and that was like a on an on chain. We called it seniorage. So there's this on chain seniorage. So no matter what you did. If you went on chain, you could take a 10, you could take your one Luna and you could burn it for 10 UST. Now, people that defended the peg were arbitragers and anyone could do this. But there were some big players that obviously had deeper pockets that could like really maintain the peg. But the, the, the goal there was if you were out there and you saw that UST, which was supposed to be a dollar, would drop below one dollar and let's just say it's 98 cents right so it's depegged a little bit i could go out there and i could buy a million dollars worth of ust at 98 cents so i just i just took a two percent basically i just bought at a two percent discount and then i can go back on chain and i can burn that back into luna and i would get i, I would get the difference if that makes sense hopefully i'm hopefully i'm being articulate enough here i've had a couple of drinks but the, and basically, that profit margin is what was holding up the system, where the confidence in people of Luna and the confidence in people of UST to maintain the peg, and should UST drop below the peg, you can then go and burn it back for a dollar equivalent of Luna, um, was what ke- what's kept that buying pressure up on UST so that it would stay near a dollar. Now, if it ever went over a dollar, let's say that UST for some reason like depegged uh, like north to a dollar oh two, then you could sell it um, for a dollar oh two and then burn it back into Luna. I don't know. Actually, I'm 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 rambling. Someone help me. But, but I think you understand. Like it's an arbitrage play on a on yeah. side, right? So, yeah. You, so no, you explained it perfect. Because then, just when you go above the depeg, it would affect the USTC. But yeah, you explained it perfectly, actually. So, right. how, is so it going, and, how is it going to affect And that's it? how the Oracle pool got 
that so that's how the oracle pool got funded also so when a lot of people ask oh well how the oracle pool that's that's where tfl and a bunch of people got money from that exact kind of trading um because they were doing it themselves also and they went during the dpeg people were swapping like fucking crazy and that's why you got the huge amounts of luna classic inside the oracle pool now yeah it's like a hidden blessing in a way as well because the fact that the oracle pool exists and there are two years of validator rewards or maybe like 18 months now means that you have like a uh you have a significant period of time that allows you to run the network and in that time maybe create new economic activity a new purpose for the whole thing a new vision for the whole thing it allows things to be built um there's like a kind of a buffer zone of a year and a half where you can rebuild the network in a new way so it's like from that disaster you know it's obviously terrible but at the same time we have that massive rewards pool which is actually quite unique and like sizable in crypto and keeps the network running up until we can find a purpose that that generates um, a way to pay the validators and fund the community pool itself like beyond just the existing pool yeah but basically to uh get USTC to repeg to uh, Luna, you would have to have some, you know, kind of the concept would essentially be number one, the market cap of Luna Classic would have to be um, higher than the sum total of the value of uh, UST, generally speaking. And then the second thing would have to happen is right now we have like, if you look at the value of USTC and how many coins are outstanding compared to what it's worth, we're like $9 billion short. So <laughs> you would have to have not only uh, about $9 billion flow into the value of USTC, but you would technically also have to have something like, um, I don't know what the current market cap of Luna Classic is, but probably some tripling of that as well. And then in theory, you could like start the pegging mechanism uh, assuming that like there was enough confidence and literally the community is buying tons of USTC up and then you'd be able to sort of like bring things back into equilibrium, but that's right. not a very easy thing to do. Exactly. As Steffi stated, now there is one other way to do it. And instead of bringing up the market cap of USTC, you bring up the market cap of Luna Classic fucking tremendously and you start siphoning off a little bit from it to buy back the USTC to to kind of bring down that deficit that debt that it has right um, so you can buy back that debt with Luna Classic and that's kind of where the plan that you're talking about uh, Amita is that is the route that they're kind of wanting to go with the swap mechanism re-enabling it and then using that that huge influx of market cap from Luna Classic um, to slowly buy up that deficit from the USTC, in turn also being able to burn away a shit ton of Luna Classic in the process. But it's all just plans. These are people, they're, they're just brainstorming this shit. There's great ideas out there. But dude, this is shit you have to run on testnet also. You gotta, when you come up with these ideas, you can run it on testnet and see how it's gonna fucking work out. But a lot of things have to go right for this. I mean, a lot of things and a lot of money has to come in. If, And that's why the utilities, utilities, utilities are so important for Luna Classic um, because that's what's gonna bring the volume in. That's what's gonna think, bring the actual money in. I think Dolphin had a question earlier. Dolphin, you know? Holy shit, is this the Dolphin? Wait, versus hey, what a Dolphin? Hi. Hello? 
Yeah, go ahead, Dolphin. What's up? Um, my eyes, everything is good. Yeah, are all your teeth my, okay? Do you, do you have all your teeth? Uh, unfortunately not. Well, if Linoclastic and goes up, you could maybe get to a dentist and maybe have some like implants or some shit put in, right? That's that's my first first thing on my list. So my question is, what happens if the CEXs doesn't implement the burn on on tradings off chain? Is there any plan B or C? Yeah, I think we, for one, you got to understand that whole off-chain thing. That's just something the community wants, and that night and like Bruce has said a thousand times, is 99 percent of the community of Luna Classic, they're the new guys that are trying to run like a Shiba lottery ticket. So they're they're wanting they're asking these businesses because that's what these exchanges are. They're asking these biz businesses to literally burn millions of dollars to put it into their pockets. That's what you're essentially asking them. You're asking them to transfer their wealth into your pockets when you're asking them to do that. Are some of them doing it? Yeah, they're doing it because it, as long as it keeps up volume, they can actually make money off of it. But that is something that these new community members decided to do, you know, and I, I'll be 100% honest with you. Um, so the only reason this 1.2% tax burn off chain is happening is because that's what the community asked for. Um, the developers from Terra Rebels, you know, nine out of 10 of them, this wasn't something they wanted to do. They would have rather gone down different routes. The most important thing for them and for myself was getting staking and delegation going again because the chain was fucking dead without that because that's that's what we are. We're a POS chain. So without that functioning, well, we're fucking dead in the water. Um, so that was the most important thing. The only reason Terra Rebels is working on this 1.2% tax burn, which has been quite literally a nightmare for coding and getting all these um, exchanges to accept and the shit that they're having to do on their back end. It's been a nightmare. I mean, a literal nightmare to do um, was it's it, the only reason is because of the community, the new community, because it's decentralized. It's what the community wanted. So they're kind of just doing what the community wants, but it's not a fix all. It's not going to, it's not going to fix the blockchain. It's one simple tool that's going to be used. And that's why we're working on other things right now, like that swap mechanism that has um, the potential to burn, you know, billions and trillions of coins over time, um, getting that repeg down. Um, but the only way to do that is getting utility back in. And then the utilities that are coming online, a lot of the, the new dApps that are wanting to come back on the blockchain, they are implementing burn mechanisms that will burn hell of a lot more than, than the on-chain burn uh, tax. Now we can ask politely, go up to an exchange and be like, hey, you know, will you implement this? Now, a lot of people have been vocal with Binance because Binance has kind of stated multiple times, well, do it on chain first. If it's on chain, then we can talk about off chain. So we're holding them to their word. That's that's it. But besides that, we can't force these people. I mean, we can't force them to do 
to give up their money. I mean, it's a damn business. If if uh, community members or some people were going coming after me for that shit on my business, I'd be pissed off about that. I'd be like, dude, this is my Absolutely. fucking business. I, if I, I just want to interject here. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, sorry about that, uh, Panther. Uh, I think um, a demon monkey pretty much uh, explained it. But just to answer your uh, question, uh, lunatic uh, dolphin. Yeah. Just say, right. just say, just say. You know the CEX or the central. Uh, you know the, all these uh, central exchanges. They don't want to burn. You know they don't want to do the uh, off-chain burns, right? Uh, what they're going to do is pretty much delay the the uh, upside of Luna because I feel as though this is inevitable. Lunk uh, Luna, like they're just going to go up. Uh, so what they're going to do is just pretty much delay that process. And I just wanted to kind of uh, say something here and why I joined um Lunk and luna and you know uh rap luna i pretty much have uh uh i'm pretty much invested in uh most of them um i don't know if you know charlie munger um charlie munger works with one no, a lot of people a lot of people are familiar in the uh financial uh in, in the finance uh industry right so he said he says something about uh, he says something about Elon Musk. Uh, I don't know if you saw that interview or whatever, but he he was like, never underestimate the man who overestimate himself. Right now, with Lunk, you're actually underestimating the whole community. You can't do that. Um, the reason that I joined is the community. You, the community has this, I don't know if it is anger, but something is actually driving them to do all this, taking losses, uh, trying to do the right thing, right? So mm -hmm. I feel as though uh, all these CEXs, like they will just delay the process, but Blank is Blank is a winner in my uh, in my opinion, and, and okay. I oversee like and, and just to kind of give you my background, like I oversee uh, millions over of dollars, two hundred and fifty million. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I just I just guessed that you oversaw millions of dollars, just judging by the way you were talking. Right, but I'm more of like you know uh, emerging and frontier market uh, okay. researcher. Um, and crypto space is just uh, something uh, that was a little bit alien for me, but I've been in the crypto game. Uh, it's just that I wasn't really heavily invested in the uh, crypto market, but what drew me to Lunk was actually the community. And uh, I just wanted to say something to Lunk Dow. Please keep like tweeting about these FUD. Because uh, all you're doing is giving me an opportunity to accumulate, so I just wanted to kind of throw that in the mix. Hey, um, let me let me just talk here uh, in like 180 degree 
uh, counterpoint to what the last person just said. Uh, just consider that Lunk and Luna Classic. Hey, hey, every, hey, I, I have a name. Okay. Uh, every single person, every single protocol, every single app, everything that was built on top of Luna before the DPEG was based around UST being pegged to $1. They were basically these financial primitives based on um, like TradFi. It was basically a copy of TradFi markets. So there were things, there were options, or there weren't options yet, but they were coming. Uh, there were futures, there were derivatives, everything in the whole ecosystem. And the reason why it flourished was because every single team, Anchor specifically, Anchor, which had the most volume, had a, I don't know, 70 to 80% of the volume of Luna was based on UST being pegged to $1. And when UST was no longer pegged to $1, it was broken. All of those teams that were building no longer could build what they had already worked all this time on what they in what the initial idea was. And so, you know, the um, the, the community's great and fucking Yidawate or whatever his name is, like he manages, you know, $250 million and, and he's a G. He's a top G, uh, but there, there's no way I'm for the. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just a Y, I T A W E S. It's uh, my name actually, Yitalis. I can't say the end of your name. You called me Panter, so I'm just going to call you Yidawai, which is what, which I can Fair see. Enough. God damn! Like Jesus, my dick just got. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, it, just just a, a shot of of cold water for you. Um, the 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 people that are building on top of Luna Classic, they are not the same people that are building on top of Luna because UST is not pegged to a dollar. So these primitives that they're building, they they don't apply anymore. And so you need to consider that, and you need to take a good hard look at what is actually being built on top of this chain. And I know Coach and Luna and LunkDAO is pissed, and I'm a CEO of LunkDAO, but Take a good hard look at what's actually being built other than a burn mechanism, which just turns us into a fucking lottery ticket, which, you know, like literally just go buy a lottery ticket instead. And you would it would be much less stressful. I wouldn't have to fight with Zara on fucking spaces on Saturday night. Hold on. Do you think do you think the reason that you and Zara kind of dislike each other and you have this sexual tension is is because in many ways you're quite similar? Um, and how would you say that you're similar, Pantera? And Zara. Well, for one, we're, we're both married. And I mean, I just assume she's unhappy with her marriage, much like I am. Uh, she even slid in my, into my DMs and mentioned as much. So, I, you know, I think we just had a lot like of tension, like you mentioned. And we're going to, yeah, you know, we're going to fight through it together. One interesting thing about Zara is she, she's, I've seen a picture of her. She's like uh, enormous. She was a netball champion in the UK and did basketball too. She's about six foot six tall. So I, I think in many ways, Zara has been used to dominating men. And kind of the reason she's so brash and like abrasive is because she's used to just fucking saying her mind. Like I think most females are quite meek because they know on some level that, you know, if they say the wrong thing to a guy or they're in the wrong situation and they, they roll their mouth, they could easily be killed because of their like tiny, tiny stature and weak little muscles and small little like girl, girl skull that can Bird easily bones. be crushed. Yeah, and girl bones that can easily be be crushed and, and broken. But I think for Zara, she's she's like I think she's something like six foot six and she's Nigerian as well. 
And in Nigeria, it, it's well known that the bones are like twice as thick, not in not in volume, but in density, um, because of, of, of the Nigerians running on the roads to um, get the milk at the local farm and stuff like that. It's the repeated impact of the shin bones on the road makes them a lot more dense than they would otherwise be. And obviously, when you're in that situation, it's a it's a fucking nightmare to have your bones broken because that means certain deaths. So there've been these evolutionary adaptations to get much, much more dense shin bones in Nigeria. And I think this has, has contributed in a way to a central arrogance, a kind of um, a condescension, uh, a weird kind of smugness to Zara. Um, and I don't think she was used to being challenged by a man, Pantera. And I think when you challenged her tonight, when you said rude words about her beginning with a Q and a C, I think that was maybe the first time in her life she'd been challenged by a man. And I think that was in a way beautiful because it's maybe what she's been looking for and, and what made her vagina wet. Coach, should I say congratulate on your new business of matchmaking on Twitter? Thank you, Mandy. There have actually been like three hookups in Lunkdown so far, which is fucking awesome. No joke. Yeah, I think there's I can only uh, hope there maybe the fourth. Yeah, there may be actually like four weddings in the making. It's very interesting. And, so and for a long, I got two main issues right now. Like I see that as a root problem. Like, wait, but Mandy, right? you hold on, Mandy, hold on. You don't hold like on. cancer, right? Hold on, I don't. just just slow down. Zara, would you like to respond to what I said? Was it accurate? Like, how did it make you feel? I think she's falling asleep. Yeah, carry on, Mandy's. So I, yes. I actually know she's asleep. I'm I'm hovering over her body physically right now, like astral projection or, or physical. Like physically, I'm I'm okay. like Sense, inches away from Sense our body. Sense Eight season three, coach. Have you seen that series on Netflix? No. Okay, I watch it then. Watch the it. The old concept of astral projection. The, oh, it's actually you know, happening in the series. You will love uh, it. Yeah. Interesting. I actually tried this in the past. Astral projection is very interesting. Have you ever messed with these things, Wendy's? I was into like meditation and, and spirituality a lot. Oh and yeah, I'm in the same. Yeah, <laughs> Savvy knows. Awesome. We can talk about okay. it sometime. Yep. Okay, so two main issues for Damon. Uh, first, the quantity of lung in the circulation. 1.2% not going to cut it for sure. And second, people like GCR who are shorting every now and then. They want to bring it down again. What's the plan to tackle these situations, both of them? Now, time is a constraint for us. So if you say, yeah, over the period of years, 1.2% will bring down the original volume back in place. I don't think so. Any tips on that? What? How much does GCR actually short, though? I mean, mm. I mean, he's a whale, but at the end of the day, like he's six, four, four to six million or something. <laughs> Yeah, it's like just, ten million dollars. Yeah, that, that's ten only billion one with a B. But no, ten million dollars is position. But, but that's only I, one tweet. I, I, I think that's he, still nominal compared. Sorry. Yeah, it's not. No, no. Yeah. What I'm saying is that's only tweet he exposed. But what, how do you know he might have multiple bids placed on different platforms? Well, the, the same thing. The powerful thing isn't the fact that he's shorting it. It's the fact that it's like a narrative. Like I'm doing this, and people are going to follow me, and do the same. And and then other people are afraid. Oh, they're shorting it. Shit, I better get out of this. You know, GCR is always right. Ooh. His actual like money power is like 0.001% of the, the potential like narrative effect. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting, but I don't know. It's so fucking small. I'm, 
Mendes, all I would ask you to do is do a quick calculation. The mark, the volume went up to three billion. What is eight million out of three billion? The percent no, no. of that. We are talking about trillions here for lung C, right? Not billions. T as in Tom. I think he's talking about USD equivalent. Now you're talking no, no. about. I'm out of quantity. I know, but you're talking about coins. I'm talking about. So you were talked about two different things. You talked about circulation, and then the whale trying to short it with six million dollars yeah, or eight so two million dollars. Correct. Two, right. two separate things. That's what first I well, well, what I say is lung, find is the percentage. Find the percentage. What eight million is of three billion. And that'll tell you how much power he really has over the market whenever there's $3 billion going through it. And his is only accounting for $8 million of it. Um, you know, that's nothing. Uh, again, for the circulating supply or, you know, total supply, as I stated, the 1.2% tax burn isn't going to cut that. The only reason that thing is being used is because that's what the community wanted. Now, also, I can tell you, and this is not trying to belittle anybody, um, 99% of the Luna Classic community doesn't know anything about crypto. They don't know, they don't even know the difference between total supply and circulating supply. They don't even know how a market cap is calculated, how how you come about of having $3, trillion or $3 billion in market cap or $20 billion. They don't even understand that concept. And like Bruce said earlier, you have guys that came in that bought and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to buy this thing because it has four zeros, nine or whatever. And it was at 118, $118. And it's going to go back up to that. But they don't realize that it would take more money than the entire planet has to do that. Demon, um, you don't like cancer, do you? No, depends. Why the same question, Safi? <laughs> I, mean, we need, I don't like uh, breast cancer. Determine if the community is willing to uh, cure win. cancer or not, right? Like, we have to make a decision. Why are you so Nobody weird? knows. Nobody says, yeah. Nobody wants. Sefi, why but are you so answer, But to answer your question, Mandips, just real quick, is that's why the teams, the development teams from all over, this isn't just TR. There's guys from like Cosmo, people from all sorts of places coming over and helping. They're working on other plans that can essentially help burn down, you know, the supply. You know, one big thing is that USTC repeg and the swap mechanism. That is one way to burn down the supply tremendously. But this isn't going to happen in these people think that we're going to burn down six trillion coins in you know, two months. That's not gonna. That's not gonna fucking happen. It's trillions of coins. I mean, this isn't like billions. This is trillions. You know. So, could we get somewhere really good in five years with multiple mechanisms in place? Yeah, we might be able to, in five years from now have a fairly decent price point, but it ain't gonna be one hundred and twenty dollars. I can guarantee you that. I mean, that's just that. It would. It's gonna take a lot of shit. A lot of things have to go right. Yeah. So, so I've never. It's just like like uh, being a devil's devil's advocate here. So if you see the utilities, right? What you what your main concern? Utility has to be there. Otherwise, there is no market for Lunacy. Now, if you see the NFT projects which were there, a couple of them already migrated to Terra. A couple of them moved to Cosmos or Polygon or whatnot. Now, out of what like two hundred 
15 or 30 or whatever projects supposed to be launched on Terra 1.0, maybe like 30 or 40 got launched at one point of time. Out of that 40, I'm just giving an example, don't go by my numbers. But out of 40, how many are still running and operating on Dunsey? Very few. I would say like a handful. probably none. Yeah, very handful, well, right? No, so no, there are there are there are some running and there's some coming back and a lot more being built. But you have to realize so I think we were at like hundred and twenty or hundred and thirty different dApps on original Luna. It was somewhere around there. Well, yeah, a lot exactly. of those, like Pantera stated earlier, um, a lot of those relied on USTC. So the second it got depegged, those got destroyed. Those are in like fucking rubble, man. And they won't be able to come back up because they were relying on USTC. Now, there are some that aren't reliant on it. Um, you know, you have a new one, Ares, or Ares uh, protocol that's on V2, and now they just started up on uh, V1 also. So there are other projects that can come and start building without USTC being there. But there's a lot of them we can't have back just because, I mean, a shit ton of them that we can't have back because... The whole blockchain that's what it was it was a ust it had it was a stable coin blockchain we don't have yeah, a stable a pegging, coin anymore pegging will bring them back but that will take time right so uh, so my my whole concern was to have i don't know how the background works like you probably know better than me what else is going on in that front right but normal people like me won't be able to see what's really going on in the background not to repack the whole thing, but at least getting closer and closer day by day, right? But you are probably giving more updates than anybody else on what's going on in the background with other developers, what they're trying to revive the whole system again, which is I really give, fantastic. I give out the information because I talk to a lot of utilities coming back and I connect them where they need to go with the certain people. Um, not just entire Rebels, but other developers that I know from other chains that can help them out. But as you've noticed in any of my spaces, I'm not going to feed you bullshit. I'm not going to tell you, hey, fucking Lunk is going to be a dollar next month or next year. Or, you know, there's so many things that have to go right. I'm going to give you both sides of it because this could fucking fail. I mean, it could literally fail. Yeah, yeah. I never talk about figures because I, I can tell you like the, the faces I'm seeing lately about, you know, tweeting Lunk. I haven't seen a single one in last two or three years while we deal with the Terra 1.0, right? So these people are just making quick money, kind of meme coin they are using luck yeah. for. Yeah. Coach says it all the time. This is all these people did was grab a lottery ticket. Now, like Sefi, Lunk, Pantera, myself, you know, I know how great. things can fail because my shit mm. failed. I was part of fucking Luna. I lost, not hell, not even close to what. Bruce lost and what Pantera lost, yeah. but I lost six figures. You know, you can lose a shit ton, but you have trillions of coins. Can I share a story in relation to this? Yeah, I'd prefer it if you did tell a story because these these boring crypto motherfuckers are boring the life out of every time. You know, yeah, you're right. Sorry. I was just going to say that last week I um. I lost a twenty pound note. Yeah, I find ten pounds in my pocket the other day. You know, fuck it. You know, it happened. So what? It is what it is. 
let's move on and just be better. Let's really fight yeah. me, look loud. Where where are you from, uh Turchins? Well, uh, uh, Northern Ireland. Oh, I think I always assume everyone's English. I mean, mm-hmm. I assume everyone's American, and then I'm surprised if they're not. I think Zara is one of the only like British people I've spoken to. Zara, yeah. like hanging around Twitter, there's like barely fucking any British people. What's going on with that? Yeah, I, I you know, you've been really looking forward to me coming on this show, you know. <laughs> Yeah, we all and, got you know, like, I, I have support, uh, you know, and and I think you're brilliant. To be fair, I think everything you're doing in support of uh, Lanka is superb, you know. So fair fucks to you, pal. You know, it's okay, come from us. You know, you're all right, pal. Fight me, look thou. And hey, listen. Uh, here's the thing as well. You know, I mean, I, I've I have been a lurker for a long time on these things. You know, uh, I'm trying to. Hold on, try to like, get my phone back on here. Ah, uh, shit. Take your time, man. We know this is scary. There are many CEOs here. It can be very nerve-wracking. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I mean, here's the... I've listened to quite a few, uh, obviously, you know, spaces and whatnot, you know, and uh, it's not really that scary to me, like, because... I, I used to be uh, a fucking front man in a band, you know, so, and, and to be, a, no, I used to be a front man in a, uh, like, you know, so it's not a big deal, like, so, but I have been lurking, and I will admit it, I will admit it straightforward, I've been lurking, but I'm really interested, and the reason I'm interested is, is because of, well, a you know, Lunk, which is you know, it's always well, Luna first, man. I was just, I was way into Luna, you know, superb, you know. Um, the thing I want to know about is the uh, the bloody fight me, Lunk Dow. No, not long. I don't want to. I don't want to know about the bands and shitty stuff. You know, I just want to know about how how going forward. I was just thinking, and like, I was thinking about the human body and like cryptocurrency, and I was thinking how the, the human body surely must be designed to just sit at a computer, like looking at charts and stuff. I can't think of any like more perfect purpose for the human body than that. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else have any thoughts on the matter? Yeah, it's like um, humano autisticus. It's like I, I think I think evolution happens a lot faster than most people think. I think just the fact that we've had um, all these devices for the last like twenty, thirty years. I think I think you see the change in the brain structure. Of the population happening rapidly, um, I think people are way more fucking autistic than they were before. Fight me, look can I, down. Can Sorry, can I speak about that? Yeah, I yeah. Can I? Yeah, listen. Well, Sorry, my, Midas, we're going to need you to stop interrupting people. It's very fucking rude. Stop. Um, yeah, listen. Uh, this is Commander John here. Sorry, <laughs> man. I completely lop about you know. But then listen. Uh, I'm losing my train of thought all the time. Here's the thing, right? So, whenever I go out for a laugh, you know, 
and we're not going to play grand, great fun, all the rest of it. Great crackaroo, you know. And then all of a sudden somebody says something, but you don't agree with it. And you think to yourself, well, should I actually say something about it? Or should I say nothing? Well, sometimes you do have to say something. And sometimes you don't, right? Do you agree? Who agrees and who does not agree on that? Yeah, I think, I think you say something unless they're going to kill you. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Right, so, at that point, I would say there's a lot of things in general which people need to understand, right? One, A, Lunk is going to go up in price. That's a fact. Agreed? Agreed. 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 Uh, John, Commander John. Is this this a financial advice? Commander John, what is point 1B? Well, uh, well, never mind. Uh, by the way, Steph, I, I'm very embarrassed actually to be speaking to you because I'm actually quite drunk. I actually came home from a place recently uh, and I was walking down the road. This beautiful place, beautiful fucking picture, picturesque place. And uh, now that I'm, I'm LARPing away at my Commander John thing, but uh, yes. Man, you're superb. You know what? You've changed my life. I made a lot of money from you. DDTA, up the road. No problem. Easy peasy. Superb. Uh, also, here's the thing. I really, 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 really want to know when is the, the big video coming out about you and Bruce on the DDCA. Or, or sorry, the, uh, the, the, the grid bots. Red boss, please. Oh, you're trying to massive. you want some details about just oh, no. yeah, massive. I really want the, the grid bots. Sort of like uh, geometric money making, is that what you're saying? Yes, please, if you don't mind. Yeah, <laughs> hey, we probably ought to do something. If if you can, but uh, I will send you uh, extremely good photos of amazingly good places that I've been. And I will show you and uh, fuck me, man, I will show you uh, many good love places there are places to be. Oh and you're, you're in Ireland, right? Yeah. Right, Northern, I'm hang out with you in Northern Ireland Northern, if I make it over there. Northern Ireland, man. I swear to God, it's fucking amazing. It's so good. I uh, mean, you've no idea. I'm sticking around, by the way. I'm sorry, a bit pissed tonight, like, because I actually walked past. I, listen, I, I got really... I mean, I'm a bit lonely the past three weeks, you know? And uh, I thought, fuck it, you know? I'm just going to chill out. For three weeks, and then I got really into fucking the the uh, Ethereum merge, <laughs> right? And I had to, you know, I'm in the, you know, I'm in the thing, you know, you know, and uh, I thought, fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna long Ethereum here, you know. I had longed it. <laughs> I longed before or yeah. after the merge. On the point of the merge, I stayed up. Oh, no, I didn't even stay up. I happened to, for some reason, wake up in the middle of the night. And did, I mean, I thought, well, I thought, well, that's a sign. Woke up, looked at it. Commander John. Seen Vitalik. Seen Vitalik saying, yeah, it's going great. And I was like, all right, well, do you know what? I'm going to love it. 
Yeah, but you didn't long it because you saw that like picture of Vitalik's cock, right? Well, that's sure that has something to do with it, though. That's yeah, like, but it was that, pretty that's influential. Like, yeah, but that's like three, that's like three weeks ago or something, you know, or something. You know, but that's that's a long con. He, he got me in the long, 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 <laughs> the long schlong con. The long schlong. He got me in the long schlong. You know. <laughs> have you have you have you seen the second photo? By someone else. Hey, Martin, hey, Martin, I love you too, man. I love all these guys. I, I, yeah, I'm a lurker, but guys, yeah, fuck it. You know, I, I like you all. I love you all for fucking don't don't eat You're great guys. Can Thank I you. interrupt you, please? Sorry for speaking for speaking so loud. Don't talk. Hello, hello. Can you yeah. meet yourself? This is feedback. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Just about nothing. I talk exactly. I've, I've literally talked about nothing. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I, I wish I, I wish I tried to bring you from where I was on the coast. As I walked, I literally walked all the way from the coast. You know, and now I'm back in my house. And yeah, sorry, but there we go. Uh, there's a crypt. The crypto king is in here. He wants to talk. I think. No, well, tell him to speak up. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Only if he can speak. Uh, listen, guys. Also, yeah, you've probably seen me as like a pure lurker as well. Uh, and the reason being is because every time I'm in my house, I don't have my phone. I'm I have my phone in front of me right now, and it's the only thing that works. I, you know, so without my phone in front of me, hanging it in my hand here, I don't have any anything. So. Desktop doesn't work. Send send reports to uh, like Twitter. Let's get desktop working or something, you know? Because you know I can't be bothered. Like I mean, this is crazy me speaking to you now. This especially this time of night, you know. So, so I'm very sorry for being an asshole. Blah, 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 blah. We'll catch up next time when you're a little bit less drunk. It'll be all good. Yeah, I am pissed, man. Sorry. Yeah, apologies. <laughs> no, it's so, cool, man. Like. I've always gone for drunk guys and drunk girls. Like I find that that they're more sexually pliable and fluid. So, like, oh, if, I <laughs> if I saw you in a bar, man, and I was sober, like you'd be the one I went for. Because I'm, I'm thinking, like I can manipulate this guy, get him in the fucking bed. Like he's not gonna know a woman or not. You know what I mean? So like, it's it's beautiful yeah, for me. It's, it's, you're like the perfect victim. Yeah, you're 100. percent you're the first one they're uh, taking the fucking mouth. <laughs> nah, I like it. Cool. Hey, honestly, goodness, sorry, guys. Fucking sound. Uh, thanks. Uh, I really enjoy it. And, and uh, sorry. Uh, but anyway, here you go. That's me, I think. Sorry if, uh, if I've annoyed. No, it's fine. We love you. We accept you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, cool. Right. Get, I'm getting my mic off. Thanks, guys. Oh, hey, listen, uh, Sifi? Uh, uh, Sifi? Yeah, yeah, what's up? What are you calling you, Sifi? Yeah, it's all good. What's up? Sifi, here's the thing. Uh, I actually, believe it or not, years and years ago, may as well feel it, but years and years ago, I, uh, on your space, on your, not whenever, uh, not whenever asparagoid or uh, solibro <laughs> or uh, 
Susie or anyone anybody like that there would have come into your space. Uh, I did I did speak to you once. Uh, and it was cool. And it was yarn away to you. And it was a proper uh proper proper conversation about how the hell we want to make money here. And about how the hell are we going to try and explain this to other people in the uh, cosmos. Not the cosmos. Um, but everything else in the cosmos, if you understand what I mean, trying to explain the whole damn world, you know? Yeah, we, we, we'll, get, we'll get there again. We we didn't quite manage it, but one thing you did, <laughs> it's quite funny, was uh, to don't, don't put your money, don't stake it, arbitrage it, and it's like, what the hell is arbitrage, you know? And you're like, wow. Man, we, I don't think we have arbitrage yet in Adam. So, but that's something we'll look forward to for the, for the future, I think. What do you think? Yeah, a lot of fun stuff to play. Doing, hey, uh, you know what? Crypto King showed up. What, what, uh, King, what's going on, man? No, Thanks. not too much. I just joined in. I'm, so I just wanted to, I saw the subject, you know, is Doquan good or evil? And I just wanted to give you guys a hot take. I think um, I think that Do Kwan is he's a very good person, and I I welcome anyone to come on the stage and and tell me I'm wrong because I think everyone here will agree Do Kwan is the best person ever. Mm. Do, do you think you're do you think you're biased by? I've got feedback, Commander, from you. Can you meet yourself, man? Yeah. Do, are you are you talking because you're maybe biased by the way he looks? Like he's quite a cute guy, quite a handsome guy. Um, do you think if he was a bit uglier? you know, a bit less good looking than you would say the same? Or do you think it's like you're talking emotionally because you really fucking fancy him? See, that's, that's a fantastic question. And I'm really glad that you asked that. So um, little known fact, this is the first time I'm coming out about this, but um, me, CZ and Doe, we're all involved in a love triangle right now. It's, it's very complicated. I won't get too much into it, but I, I just want to say um, there's definitely a little bit, a little bit of bias there, just a little bit. But outside of that, I do think he's a stand-up guy. You know, he's very humble. Uh, he really knows how to speak to the community. And all those things I really look up to him for, and I think that he's a really good person for. As a certified cryptocurrency and blockchain investigator and programmer at the core of it, if you fundamentally understand that your tokenomics cannot work based on the algorithmic programming of the beginning, how can you be a good person trying to sell something that is doomed to fail from the start? That's a fantastic question. And here's my rebuttal to that. I think... Doquan knew it was always going to fail, right? So why would you take plan? people's money knowing something would fail instead of sending them to a casino? Right, right. Great question. Great question. So here, here's my thesis, right? This is my theory right here. So I think from the start, Doquan knew Terra Luna Classic was going to fail. And he knew that it would gain meme coin status. And now because of that, we have formed the best community ever. And now we all have 10,000x potential for Terra Luna Classic, right? So he, he big brain this whole idea. People lost millions. Now we can all come in here and make millions. And, and that, that's why he's a truly amazing person. Wow. That's quite the testimonial. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm quite impressed by the, the brute force analytical power of this gentleman. I'm Hamilton Chong. Nice to meet you, by the way. Hamilton right. Chong. Nice to meet you, too. It's a Ham pleasure. Chong or Chong? Chong. You can just Google me and then you'll understand my background and my history. 
no, we don't have that kind of thing here. We don't do resumes. We don't do credentials. We do live in the moment conversations. Hey, Mr. Chong, we're judged not by our track history, not by our past, not by our qualifications, not by our university degrees, but by our ability to to talk rhetoric in the moment. And everyone will either lose or win, depending on our moment-to-moment interaction. There will be no reference to the past no reference to our race or our creed or our qualifications or our IQ points or anything else. Um, I just believe, though, people need to have the real understanding when you have people's financial future in the hand that somebody needs to be that critic and actually talk the facts instead of what 99.9% of people don't understand this industry at all. Cryptocurrency is based on cryptography. How many people are actually advocates for cryptography? that are invested in a space based on social media hype and influence only without understanding the core fundamentals of what this truly is. I'm a cryptographer. Oh, um, you know what? I don't even know how my smartphone works. I don't know how to make a pencil. Hey, um, I have a friend here. She's in the audience and she's a beautiful woman and we should respect beautiful women and their opinions. Her name's Jade. And she has a recurring dream she'd like to talk about, which was my theme yesterday. Can we can we invite Jade up to talk about her recurring dream? Trust me, she's beautiful and it's worth it. Mm, I'm gonna have to make some room up here. Just just look for like the hot blonde in the audience. Jay Hoon, you mind if I boot you for a minute? Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah, the people of Cherokee might get upset though. That's the thing. Hold on a sec. No, just get him out. We need Jade. Okay, give me just a second here, and we'll get Jade. Uh, the beautiful Jade can come hang out. Maybe. I'm not sure if it's... No, that that's Eddie. That's a man. We need oh, beautiful Jade. Hi, guys. It's an honor. Hey, Jade, what's going on? quite the intro. Jade, can you, can you tell us about your recurring dream? Because there's a couple dream interpreters here that can help you. Um... Okay, so um, I have a a recurring, it's kind of a nightmare, actually, that there's this giant wall of water that's coming at me like a tidal wave. Um, And I've had it since I was a little girl. It just, uh, no matter where I am, I can't get to high enough ground. And uh, the wall of water just keeps coming towards me. And uh, that's the recurring dream. Coach, don't make me do this. Coach. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, man. Coach, can you can you explain to her what this dream means? Um, I have a thing where I just like zone out completely when you're talking. Sometimes, Pantera, I don't know. It's like you're not being real. Uh, like it's, it, I zone out for a few different reasons. Like when a few people speak, one of them is like if somebody's not being congruent, if they're not speaking from their heart and really in touch with their emotions. Um, another time I zone out, if someone's like a, a really fucking stereotypical archetype of a certain person, like a surfer guy or, or like a, a really slutty woman or something, if they're like a bit too typical, such that they feel like they're made, like they're made in a factory or something, it's like so fucking boring. Um, I just zone out and it's like, yeah, sometimes when you do this, this weird stuff you do, Pantera, I just like zone out completely. Got no idea what happened the last like five minutes. I just was in like a coma. Coach, let me speak to you from my heart, Daddy. This is my friend Jade, and she says, tidal waves attack her in her dreams. Can you fucking help us, brother? 
I don't know. Is is it maybe Hamilton Chong she's thinking of? Like she's trying to run a scam and Hamilton Chong is like bearing down upon her, uh, trying to prevent her from, from rugging her community. Jade, expand, please. Speak. Well, uh, this, this just made me think of another recurrent dream slash nightmare that I have. Um, so sometimes I have this really good dream um, that I still have, you know, all my money. And then I wake up and, and realize that Luna crashed. <laughs> so maybe you can interpret that one. <laughs> Sounds like she had a little bit too Whoa. many points. Yeah. It's all gone. Okay. It's all gone. Pantera. Uh, Hamilton Chong made a good point. If Do Kwon knew this whole thing would fail since the very start, doesn't that define uh, the terror terror situation as as one big fucking scam, as one big fraud? How do you answer to Hamilton Chong, Pantera? The same way that I answer my philosophy of all life, which is life gives you free choice. If there wasn't free choice and your entire life was predicated on something that was predetermined, why would we waste energy to actually do something that was already predetermined? That would be a waste of time, a waste of energy. There is a free choice. Just like God doesn't know what any of us are going to do, Do Kwon did not know what any of us were going to do. Do Kwon did not know that USC was going to crash. It would be a waste of energy. I muted him. Commander, you got to mute yourself, man. You keep doing like this insane feedback. Hamilton Chong, what would you say to that philosophical position from Pantera? After doing severe investigative work and understanding the fundamentals of what went wrong, a lot of this was already foreseen just on a programming level. So a lot of people don't have that, I would say, skill set to understand the code. And that's the sad part, that we do have so much social influence in this space that, excuse my language, a lot of dumb idiots think, hey, spending 100 bucks, and yeah, you, you get lucky, right? You buy $100 of Ethereum, it's worth now $1,500. But you've got to understand the fundamentals of what, are they doing and what are they building without the hype, right? What Luna got lucky in the beginning was they got a lot of money extremely fast and their marketing was on point. And that's what got Luna to where it was, not the contracts, not the utility, not the process of what they were building. And that's what I'm trying to defend where people are very passionate about cryptography today and where they see the space going. And it's a remarkable industry. I just want everybody to understand the basics first before making assumptions or putting their time or effort into anything, right? You've got to have that devil's advocate on every side. I love blockchain. I live, die, and repeat this morning till night, 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days a year. I just believe somebody's got to stand up and not listen to all the social influence bullshit and tell people, hey, have you read the white paper as an example of USDC? Uh, no, but you've invested in a stable token as a hypothetical point. But if you go to the actual description on CoinMarketCap, which 99.999% of the world hasn't actually done, it tells you if we fail, you lose your money. Do you get the point? That's what I'm trying to just advocate. And especially to this group, you all are a uh, an amazing bunch of people. I just don't want you to be hurt. I, yes, I am. No, sorry, I'm sorry, Bruce, but I totally agree with this one. Uh, and here's the deal. I agree with him too. Yeah, but here's the thing. Because he's a um, genius guys, at cryptography. You guys, you guys did it straight, especially Sefi. Cryptography. 
Bingo, Sefi, bingo. Uh, Bruce, bingo. Like, proper straight out of the bat, like, ages ago. Just nailed it. Nailed it. Ages ago. Nailed it. Yeah, cryptography. Uh, Hamilton, nailed what it. kind of what kind of programming do you do? You're like a C++ guy, or, like, what's your IQ, man? So I'm a full stack, and then I get contracted by local and international governments. Things that most people are not able to when it comes to the cryptography space, just based on the rules and regulations that are not in place. So when they need assistance understanding the actual complications of code, I'm the guy who basically drowns myself or myself in the in the cipher or the matrix is what I like to call it. Gotcha. You're that's sick, dude. That's cool. So I'm on your side. This is sick. This is cool. I'm a little nervous talking to somebody like of your caliber, but let's just wind back, wind it back for a second. What do you think then was the issue with Luna? and the UST seniorage and the burn of Luna for UST. What, what was the mechanical issue there? And why did we crash? Why did we depeg? So I, I yield down the floor to, to you, sir. It comes down to basics of what principal trading is, right? It's, it's simple as supply and demand. If I've got $60 billion and I need to cash it out and I don't have $60 billion, it's point proven. You cannot sell something that has no real intrinsic value and let people come back and say, hey, I want to cash out. So the pressure that was placed on the contraction contracts is what collapsed all of this. And they couldn't act fast enough because the remaining Terra Foundation lab, let's call it uh, security contraction that they had or the liquidity, obviously outweighs the real money that has already been withdrawn in the system, right? It's just simple as that. Right, but it's also simple as the derivative function, if you sput about the z-axis, would clearly uh, just be a, a congruent force on that liquidity, which in turn would then be uh, some inverse operation. Am I right? Correct. So like I said, it all comes down to the contraction, but that was predetermined in the beginning when they wrote this contract, right? So if you know that if we're going to have a massive contraction to this contract, we will never have the money to pay it out. Why would you build a system like that? The Terra ecosystem today is probably one of the most powerful blockchain platforms out there. And I'll give it to them. Really, it is. It's brilliantly put together. But the one problem is you've got to think of your community in an aspect that this is real value and real money. And that's a problem with most chains today. So it's not just Luna, right? You can't put the blame on them. It's the major corporations who are riding everybody to the ground and, and getting rich. And that's the unfortunate um, truth. Have you considered uh, the square root of 49? <laughs> Here's one of my questions. Um, how was your last name Chung when you clearly look like a European person? I'm from South Africa. That is even more confusing than what I had anticipated your answer would be. <laughs> and my dad is black. So what does that got to do with something? <laughs> I, I have not met Pantera, many, many Korean. Oh, sorry. You, you, you start going down this racist diatribe every time. What is wrong with you? I can't help it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The guy is just trying to explain the math of the, the thing and the thing, right? Like, what's wrong with you? Sorry. I derailed this whole conversation. This isn't how, like, a scientific, rational uh, community actually acts, okay? Uh, everyone take note. Uh, we, we shouldn't be interrupting the South African 
Korean man. Korean man, or wait, Chong is Chinese, by the way. Chong is Chinese. No, it's not. Not spelled like that. I know a lot about China. I speak Chinese. Ni hao ma, guo xing. Yeah. Wo hao. Ni chu fan la ma. A. Ni chu fan la ma. So you speak traditional Chinese or Cantonese, a bit of a mix. A. So pretty cool. Shuma, 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 shuma. You speak a bit of a mix between Cantonese and traditional Chinese. No, I didn't speak any Cantonese there, Mr. Cheung from South Africa. Okay. (laughs) Interesting. This is an interesting combo. Um, Jade, uh, what's your interpretation of this man's analysis? Do you think it it bears merit? Do you think uh, we should scrutinize it maybe by... All I'm saying is look after yourself and just do the extended Um, due diligence. Hey, Sophie, I have to tell you, I've had Twitter space problems the last few minutes and I can't I couldn't hear anything anyone was saying except for you so um I don't really have a comment but I wanted to say that it's such it's such a huge honor to be in a space with you Uh, and I've listened to you for so long and I just think you're such a smart awesome guy and uh that's that's the comment that that I have to say but can I tell you He's not just smart and awesome. He's also cute. Like we've zoomed together and like, yeah, he's a little bit older, but he hasn't lost his handsomeness. And like, he has a full head of hair, even at his age. He's a real fucking cutie. I don't think any of you realize this, but he's cute as fuck. I like it. I'm following her back. No way. Way to boost this guy's ego even higher. This is uh, a, this is a rocking Saturday night for me. I'm excited. No, my ego (laughs) is totally boosted right now. Okay. He Uh, is mooning. Like, Demon, shut the like fuck up. Let me simp in peace. Dude, let me simp in peace. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? Um, so I kind of missed what you guys were talking about earlier. Um, did we so come basically to a conclusion all I said, on Jay, if we think Doquan is good you. or evil? What? Is it split or are we leaning one way oh, or the hold other? On. Hold, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton Chong, what do you think about this question? Is Doquan so, good or evil? Where is he on the continuum? As a diehard programmer at heart, if you know something is not right, don't do it. I've been building technology for the last decade, I could say for the last eight years, and I haven't released something for a reason. If something is not right, don't do it, right? It's very easy to make money if you have the skill set, and it's just simple as that. And all I'm advocating, especially to people in Luna right now, right, is it's a brilliant community. It's a brilliant product. Yeah, now that it's a community-driven but make sure that you do your extended, extended, extended due diligence, understanding what you're actually doing, unless you're telling yourself, hey, I'm gambling. And that's a different story. Wait, hold on. Why did these, these big VCs, these big firms invest hundreds of millions of dollars into Luna when they have their own like quantitative sides, their, their genius programmers, all of these people researching how the mechanism works, why did they all fuck up and why did they all invest so universally when they're full of geniuses? Like, so I'll like- say something that most people won't. I deal with a lot of fortune, massive institutions, and at the end of the day, everybody wants to get paid. And that's the bottom line. If the business model makes sense in black have you ever, and predictions. Have you ever heard, the, have you ever heard of ship early, ship often? Because I've built a couple of companies and I've sold actually some of them. And uh, ship early, ship often was always my motto. But, you know, hey, just tinker in the fucking dark until you think it's perfect. And maybe you'll, you know, get a boner one day about your own. No, not, not till it's perfect. But at least if you know that what you're doing has no downside to where you know there's a, a, 
let's call it a major bug, right? If you know your software has a major bug and that major bug can basically impact every single person in your user base, why would you release it? It's simple as that. that that's my understanding. Yeah, it's kind of like the Nokia Corporation. Remember them? Brilliant products, and then they fucked it up. Simple as that. <laughs> mm. Interesting. So I'm getting the impression that you think on a scale of, of 1 to 10, where 10 is the most evil, you're thinking maybe Doquan is about an 8 or a 9, uh, Mr. Chong. Is that correct? I can, I can only say God can judge him, but what can I say as a programmer? If you know there's an error, don't release it at that magnitude. If it's a minor... What, I'm going to tick off in my the, Excel what was spreadsheet. The programming error, evil. though? What line of code that Do Kwon programmed? Can you can you point out the specific line of code? Because it seemed like an it seemed like an economical like said, issue to me, not exactly. a code that, thing. That, that, that's why I can't blame a person, and I won't. Right? You've got to blame what was done as a whole, and this is why I say you can't judge somebody just based on who that person is because he's the representation of that company. You've got to look at it as a whole, and the problem was not Do Kwon essentially. It's if you've got a collective and you understand there's a problem. We all can agree that, hey, there's a problem. We can all agree we can release it or we're not, right? It's just simple as that. And that's my understanding. Yeah. Um, some really good points being made here, and I'm really appreciating the conversation. Although now it is 3 o'clock UK time, that means it's no longer a crypto space, right? Because we said that we'd change it. Crypto Zara, until three, Zara then... this has been a crypto space. I don't know what's happened, but but please say whatever you need to say. Yeah, I mean, well, now it's three o'clock. We can change the title back to like, you know, like mattress quality supervisors or nail polish eaters or something. Yeah. I don't know. Zara, I would do you like to ask a question on that, if you don't mind? Go ahead. Speaking of mattresses, like, how do you feel about latex mattresses? They suck. Next question. I was asking a woman. What's that supposed to mean? I've got a question. Yeah, yeah. Speak. Actually, before, before you start, Anne, um, do you think Do Kwon is attractive, like to look at? Do you think he's handsome? <laughs> oh, that's a weird question. He's really like, he's polarizing for some reason. Like a lot of people think he's like super fucking handsome and other people <laughs> think he's ugly. And I don't really understand that because I've always thought he's quite good looking. But I'd like to like a female perspective, I guess. Okay, well, um, I can tell you this. I'm for I'm a West European female girl, girlish type of people of of human, and um, when I look to um, men from China or Japan or yeah. I think they look all the same. Yeah, even Hamilton. Even Hamilton Chong, do you think? Or do you think he is what bad? What about Korea? <laughs> <laughs> they, they look all the same to me. So I, I can... I, 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 <laughs> me? They have black hair. They have uh, tiny eyes. Um, they are small. Um, I, I probably they have um, yeah. tiny okay. dicks. So I, I, I can make any... I, I don't think I, I don't know if he's um, beautiful or not beautiful or whatever. I don't know. It's understandable. Like, like, what do you think is the ideal dick size? Because a lot of guys think they're 
their dick is too small, even though it's quite average. Um, and uh, they've done surveys on dildos and things. And like the ideal dildo size is like 6.5 to 7 inches, something like that. Do you think that's accurate? Like what, what is your ideal dick size? Um, I'm not talking about in, in inches. I'm talking about centimeters because yeah. inches is, is in, in the UK. We can translate. I think. Um, so I think probably about um, 20 centimeters or something wow, like that. Eight inches. So that, yeah, it's quite a big one. It's quite a big one. Yeah. I think every woman likes a big one. Yeah. Um, Hamilton Chong, how does that compare to your penis size? My dad's black. That's all I'll say. Right. So you've, you've, <laughs> you've, uh, your dad is black. Is your mother then Chinese? No, like that, that? that's adoptive. That's why I've got the last name, just by the way. Uh, ah, <laughs> interesting. I do uh, have a bit of a darker skin with blue eyes. Um, but yeah, I don't have kind of Chinese look, or if, if you get the point. I wish, though. Pretty cool people. Oh, dark skin oh. with blue eyes. That's so beautiful. You, so you've got a massive dick. And, and what do you think of Hamilton Chong so far? Like, are you into what he said? He's this like crusader of justice and righteousness and stuff. He's got quite a like a strong, you know, mental presence about him. Do you think you consider like going on a date with him or what? Well, um, if I'm only going on to his voice and to his what he's saying, yeah, probably I would. Cool. Um, Hamilton, are you open to that kind of thing? Would you fly her over? My Russian wife and my two beautiful children would not appreciate that, but you do sound like a lovely lady. <laughs> Thank you. Спасибо, <laughs> That's nice. Sometimes, sometimes these these uh, matchmaking spaces don't always work out, but it's always worth the effort because. You know, we might try three times and then the fourth time something magical happens and a baby arises and there's a kid and, you know, we have more CEOs being bred and it's just a beautiful thing. Like I, I love I love the idea of creating a kind of organization or a DAO and then breeding my members. I think that is a beautiful thing. It's like it's like, you know, when you're a kid and you, you get like a load of hamsters or squirrels, maybe you go into the garden and you set little traps and you get like uh, you set these little like rat traps and you leave some cheese or nuts and you trap the squirrels. And then over time, you maybe trap about 50 squirrels and you put them all in a room and you force them to breed and you play like Mozart in the background. And then eventually you have like thousands of fucking squirrels. Like I used to love doing stuff like that as a kid and it's no different now. It's just I'm doing it at scale. You know, I get people in these spaces. I fucking breed them. And that's beautiful. I love doing this. I definitely think you need to add another utility to this community of Luna that you're so advert in and build a matchmaking platform with Luna as your entry. <laughs> you have Well, to. um, so people have talked about, right? Like, why is Luna Classic valuable, right? It's because people that use Luna Classic get laid. That's a simple, that's the simple uh, value proposition. Hence the marketplace. We don't need like tokenomics fixes and whatever other bullshit, right? Like, let's just keep this really, really simple. I think the more the more women or girls or females are in a project, the more attractive it is for 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 uh, for men to get in. 
Are you saying most of the men in here are ugly? Ivan, it means that I've got to swap you out for Kate. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, oh, Ouch. hold on. Wait, Ivan is like a real interesting guy. Let's keep him around. Hold on, hold on everyone. <laughs> Ivan, Ivan, uh, can you, l- l- we'll do a little, um, we'll do a little quiz here. Ivan, why do you think you are better than Katie? Um, p- maybe pitch yourself. Say why we should keep you speaker and, and deny Katie the chance to speak. Well, I, I mean, I've, you know, I've had a lot of practice here at, uh, you know, being completely awesome. And, uh, you know, although, uh, you know, um, I, I wasn't programmed perfectly, uh, and I, I did have my flaws. Um, I, I, I was able to, uh, prevail and, uh, stay as a, uh, a stable cute coin. And, uh, you know, um, um, I've been, I think, uh, I think Kate is waving down there. She says you're an idiot. She's sending me DMS recommending that I convert, uh, her spot to your spot or something like wait, that. Wait, do you mean, do you mean KT? You keep saying Kate. Yeah, Katie. Yeah. Right. So she's been DMing you. She told me she'd only DM me from now on. Like, what? What is? She only DM'd me. So what's going on here? Yeah, I don't don't know all the different little DMing rules. I just know that she just wants. I have a spot there, right? She told me that she was monogamous to me in terms of DMs. Um, So a little bit upsetting. Hi, I'm back. Where's Eddie at? Did anyone miss me? What did, what did I miss? I missed you. Um, this this space has actually been one of the worst of the last few nights. Like the vibes have been totally off. Yeah, I came um, in and um, lunked out. Was saying something no. about breeding. Like, what did I miss? Yeah, Zara, um, like, this space has been one of the best spaces I've ever been a part of. And actually, Zara uh, and I have wild sexual tension i was gonna say i noticed some sexual tension between you two what's going on she like she even slid into my dms and and admitted that she was married and was willing to forego her marriage in order to get the panthera thickness panthera the panthera what are you spanish now i just became spanish that's my sexy voice that's my sexy voice well, Pantera, why don't we read out our whole chat to clear things up, and we can yeah, both read Yeah, go ahead and read it. Here, wait, I'll read it for you. Ready? Ready? I'll read it. Pantera, since, you're, since you messaged me, that means you have to start. Okay, ready? I'll read it. I think we'd much rather have Zara read it. Could she please read it? Yeah, I'd go ahead. I'd love to hear a woman's it, voice in here. There's Eddie. Okay, so after he after I openly spoke about my cancer diagnosis and he laughed in my face on the space earlier. Oh my god, someone just messaged me saying, Why is your voice so seductive? What the That fuck? was me. That was my alt that was my alt account. Yatawis, y- y- that's a weird thing to say. Why am I following you back? I'm unfollowing you right now. It's so weird. You know what? Wait, Zara, can I interrupt for one second, please? Yeah, it's okay, you know what, just be yourself, talk to your heart's content. Okay, Lankdao said you're Nigerian, but you said your dad's Algerian. Can you just clear that up, please? No, yeah. adopted, adopted Algerian, raised in Nigeria. That makes no sense. Um, can I just say something? 
I've been here for a while now. Um, I'm sitting here with one of my friends, like in real life. I don't know if you guys know what those are, but um, anyway, What's her, her name is Gabby. Hi, um, Gabby. So Ooh. she's sitting here and she's like fucking bored to death. You guys are talking about mm-hmm. crypto, all of this stuff. She's like, they think they're so much funnier than they are. I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? She thinks she's well, a friend of mine. If I put a photo of myself, would she rate me? She's would right. She me? She's right, especially if she's describing Zara. <laughs> no, she's definitely not talking about Zara. She's talking about every other single one of you besides Zara and Katie. Oh. So, how do you guys and and maybe maybe coach and maybe Sefi. Like you guys are on thin ice right now because the space is just like so yeah. and boring, but I don't know. So let's get Gabby on for a minute. Let's see what she's doing. All right, Gabby is making a drink right now, but she can come back in a second. She's listening. So can we can we get Zara to talk about our DMs again? How she slid into yeah, my yeah. fucking DMs. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Kind of boring. Right, just drop with her shitty teeth. Hey, I read really read our DMs with your shitty teeth, babe. Okay. Look, I know you're really mad at me. I don't actually know where you're this mad. Like I was only joking around, but you're really like Hold on, hold on. Before you both speak, I like we don't know what either of you look like. So can each of you just take turns and say like your height and weight and your skin color? Um, just give us like a visual description of who you are and maybe your facial hair and stuff like that. And then maybe we can relate and, and put you both in a mental picture of, of you know, this mating act. Um, Zara, go ahead. So I'm six foot six and I have sort of half mongoloid, half phenotypic features. So I've got like, I'm kind of like York, but like darker and more mysterious and with long, thick, silky hair, but it's kind of purple at the ends. And my eyes are bright purple like amethyst, but there's like a thin green line around them. I have three belly buttons and I have six arms. <laughs> and when I when I need to go to the toilet, <laughs> I like just kind of like do roly polies <laughs> and then I climb inside the toilet and then I use my arms to slither down the train. And that's actually where I live most of the time. Yeah. And how, how would you describe your vagina? I don't have one. That's what the belly buttons are for. Okay. Interesting. Um, how about you, Pantera? Yeah, six four, born in Gambia, jet black hair, uh, piercing blue eyes that can see through the soul of my sweet dear Zara, who slid into my DMs earlier. Uh three hundred and fifty-eight pounds, but tomorrow I'll probably piss out two of those pounds. And uh, you know, just a total gorilla ready to go to war with anybody's body, including Zara. Mm-hmm. How, how do you, th- how do you feel about the fact that she lives in like the curve of the toilet pipe? Has that um, been a kind of a, a red flag for you or have you accepted it or what? Absolutely not. Um, once I saw past her terrible teeth, there was nothing left for me to be ashamed of if Zara would, would be my lady and take my hand in marriage. I actually really don't feel comfortable with these jokes just on the basis that I love my boyfriend so much, even though it's so ironic, um, which is why I keep trying to just kind of shut you off, but then you kind of dig down harder. Um, mm. 
And like, you know, you sent me the message saying, sorry, Zara, I'm done picking on you. A lot of people in my DMs think I'm the bad guy. Sorry about your teeth. Sorry, you have to understand, like, you, you haven't been around the, uh, the, so basically the, 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 this is like the normal experience for women in the web three, uh, domain, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, you just have to be like harassed a little bit and, and, um, you know, yeah, like, I mean, you I just guess have to I'm fight back, to right? I guess I just had such a good time the last few evenings. Like, yeah, I mean, hey, hey, I guess Zara, hey, you, you, every time I say something, you have some snidey remark you want to say. And then when you finally get beaten down from my bullying, play the victim. And then, and then you can win through that route. That's a good way I to mean, do it. I'm not trying to win, to be honest. I'm like just chilling. I kind of like, if anyone talks for longer than like 60 seconds, apart from Sefi, I, I usually interrupt them. Um, Sefi's the only one that's allowed to do it. Maybe, maybe Bruce sometimes because it's like quite interesting. Um, but yeah, like most other people are usually just talking about themselves, and it's not very. You know yeah. what? This is this is exactly the kind of behavior I would expect in Web three as like a trans panther, and you know, people like Zara. Them. Just like when I try to speak. It might take me longer than 60 seconds to make my point. But then she comes out and she's like, just <laughs> makes me feel really bad. <laughs> and she even slid into my DMs and said that I had <laughs> bad teeth. You messaged me. I'm really confused. I kind of just, I feel like this isn't, isn't funny. And I just kind of want to have fun. So I think we should move on from this. Mm -hmm. I so think we should. I think we should reignite the tension between us, Zara. I think things can go somewhere. A spark. Pantera, how do you feel about the fact that Zara is two inches taller than you? Is that an obstructive thing to the relationship? Do you like gazing at her chin? Like, what is that like? A, I don't know. Like, what is your relationship like? Is she the dominant one or what? Yeah, she's definitely going to be the dominant one, and I and. It'll take a little bit of getting used to, as you can see, when her and I uh, interact in the public spaces, she's clearly the dominant one. But I, I think I can get used to it. I've, I've been like training for this moment. So, well, I don't know. It's, it's um, what I would say is I'm not too excited for your relationship. It feels like there's no sexual dynamism, really. I think relationships thrive when there's one clear masculine polarity and one clear feminine polarity. And with you both, it's like you're you're both alpha males. Um, there's there's a sense that you want to dominate each other, um, and nobody is willing to give up a little bit of ground. Uh, you know, it's like you're it's like one of you is trying to get behind the other one to penetrate her or him. And instantly the other one turns around and there's a constant rotation, like a, a constant spinning and oscillation where nobody can ever penetrate the other one. It's just, I don't know. It's somehow it's coach. It's, it's like a carousel. And I will, I, I agree with you hundred percent. And I will say right now, I'm willing to lay down my arms and be the one to be the, be the underling, the, the beta of the, of the relationship. As long as Zara will agree to that. Zara, are you willing to, to dominate me Zara are you willing to dominate him sorry um I I, I got mm -hmm. a, a fear of public speaking no realize before. let's change the title 50 shades of Luna <laughs> that's not funny sorry 
Um, <laughs> uh, I really... And Tara, I think she's uncomfortable with this. Have you considered, like, trying our new French? So sorry, you broke up a little bit. Can you say that again? Oh, no, I said Zara's a little uncomfortable. Have you tried, like, hitting on our new friend Jade, though? Oh, uh, J Jade's my sister, so. I mean, I I've thought about it before, but it would just be, you know, it would be like a like a porno or something, so. Or I something. can confirm those piercing blue eyes that just see through your soul, though. Those, those are real. And I'm willing to look away, Zara. I'm willing to just not even show you those eyes. I'm willing to just look away. You can just look at the back of my head as you dominate me. Antera and Sarah, is it possible to change the subject? Actually, I have a question, if you guys don't mind. Something I've been curious about. Um, I was wondering, who do you think slides into DMs more? Do you think girls slide into guys more? Or do you think guys are sliding in more to girls? I'd be very curious. Definitely no. men. Not even Definitely a question. Girls. Yeah, no, I, think so. oh, I just do you have any women who's sliding into sure. your DMs? Mm, it really depends on the guy. Like, I receive a huge amount of female DMs, but I don't think most guys do. Um, I think there's this situation these days, especially on the internet with TikTok and stuff. I think one percent of guys are mating with 99% of, of girls. Um, and I think the opposite, the 99% of guys they are having to compete for the 1% of women, the bottom 1% of women. Um, and, and that's a terrible situation, Jade. Um, so so a, as an alpha male, I've experienced the one side, and I think Pantera and, and Demon have experienced the other side. And I'm sorry for what you've experienced, guys. I'm sorry. I can tell, I like the way that you like kind of talk about the masculine and feminine polarity. So uh, I guess maybe give me an example if I'm going through my messages and, you know, what would be a message I should keep an eye out for? What would be, you know, like a good guy, alpha male message that should catch my eye? What's a well-written one? Alpha males don't message. Sorry. No, they expect to be messaged. No, it's Monk that I was lying to you. Okay, cryptopreneur. Let's let's. Since you're the one who knows everything, why don't we do a live date role play? Jade said, and cryptopreneur. You said. You said hey, you hey, said, enough, enough, man. No, let me tell enough. you. Let me let's just stop. respond to you. Let me just respond to you. No, don't. I'm let gonna me, set a situation. This is very rude. He's got a sports car. As a okay, so here's the situation, cryptopreneur. I don't know why you're so afraid all of a sudden after claiming to be an alpha male. So, cryptopreneur and Jade have met on Tinder. They've swiped right. And uh, they're about to go on you're a not, date. You're not. Jade is waiting in the restaurant for Cryptopreneur. Cryptopreneur just turns up. He opens the door to the restaurant and Jade is sitting there. Okay, so let's start. Cryptopreneur, what are you going to say to Jade? Monta, let me respond to you first. Okay. You're on a date. What are you going to say to Jade? No, that was his question. Just date. answer it. I'm not going to be dominated. Oh my God, by you guys are making it so I'm not boring be tonight. dominated by Monta. You're on a Dude, date. what the fuck? Let what would you say to, you. to Jade? She just Why turned up. Hey. Why would I say anything? She's a beautiful girl. She's hot. What are you talking about? Look, guys, you've swiped right. You've got this girl to meet you at the restaurant. She's taking time out of her busy day. She's got a busy career. She's in Web3 decentralized economies, building her brand, building her Twitter page. She's doing that all day. And she's reserved three hours just for you. And you've turned up at this restaurant. Uh, to meet her, and she looks up at you eagerly, so excited because she was so impressed with your red sports car and your profile picture. She's like amazingly excited. She's really, really into you. 
what are you going to say? Like, be on the date. You're the alpha male. First of all, it's not a sports car. It's a super sports car. Second of all, if she reserved three hours for me, I don't need to say anything. Is it you're afraid of a, a beautiful girl or what? You said she reserved three hours for me. I don't need to say anything. Do you understand like a, a hypothetical situation? You're on a date and it's only you two. You keep speaking to like me. <laughs> well, like I don't understand you. What do you What do you want me to say? You're perhaps, on a what would be like conversation? Topic? What do you do? Like, what how do you do? get to know someone? Perhaps. What do you do? What's your What's your goals? Like, what do I do for work, or what are my passions? Yeah, well, what's, yeah what's, what do you do for work? I mean, I have a day job, but then I also. Oh no! Then I would leave. Then I would just leave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I don't like that question. What do you do? Like, what do you do? I was just in Europe um, a couple of weeks ago, and what I found was very interesting. Every American tourist that I met, the first question was, oh, so what do you do for work? But every European tourist said, oh, so, you know, like, what do you like to do for fun? And where has been your favorite place to visit? And I just thought that was so interesting. You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I have a day job, but that's not what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about well, this. What's, what's you know? more important, though, living in a $10 million penthouse or traveling to China? I mean, I think traveling is important. At the end of the day, so when you go to right? when you go to sleep, you go to but sleep you wanna, in one bed. Do you want to travel in a private jet or do you want to travel economy? I mean, if it's those two choices, I'd like to be in a private jet. Thank you. Uh, Wait, Jay, did you enjoy this? Relevant, what <laughs> relevance did that have? I don't know. This, whatever this his name like, is. Uh, is he okay? Like, is he mad and confused? Yeah. Why would? Why were you asking those questions? Also, like. You DM'd me asking me to bring you up as speaker. Like, be normal, please. I was asking you to talk because I can't DM him. Yeah. Oh, well, that's like even worse. I don't know why you'd admit that, but. Well, maybe we'll try another imaginative situation. Different mm. one. So, okay. So, crypto. No, the problem is you make it seem like it's, it's just so black and white, right? Like, what do you say? What do you do? None of that happens. Come on, let's be real. Yes, it does. So, like, no, it, men it, it's that either actually... it's either yes or no. Just no Can you no, please let the women? Okay, don't here shush. we go. Actually, the coolest thing about being co-host is I can just shush you whenever I want. But anyway, what I was gonna say is that actually does happen, though, for men that like actually get with beautiful women. It actually does mm. happen. You just like go talk. It's not like so complicated. It is pretty black and white. Yeah. Okay, you can speak now, but you need to be polite. Or I'm gonna kick you. You can just talk to women, guys. Can I just say, just please be very respectful um, when you're speaking to nah, ladies. Shut the fuck up. Let's, yeah. Thank you. That's Thank you, I'm Mikey. I'm a different kind of nerd, my friend. Good luck, Hamilton. You talk so much BS. You have a fake account. Let's get out of here. Good luck. You don't know anything about cryptography, crypto, or anything. Oh, here you go now. Anyways, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, why is it why, nice. why is it that the same guys who can't talk to women also try and put down other men uh who can talk to women? I don't understand that. Hamilton, uh whatever he said, we don't agree with it as a whole. We're here to welcome you. We appreciate your expertise. We appreciate you joining um and sharing your personal history and your your black father and your big dick and stuff. Um and I want to say that the cryptopreneur does not speak for us. He is no longer a CEO of Lunkdow. He has been fired. You really want me to dump my coins? Yeah. Okay. Actually, no, sorry. I've got anger management. 
I kind of went through it. Well, Crypto, the only reason you're talking in the first place is because you knew better than Lunk Dow of how to speak to women. So, like, are you going to say what you would DM a woman? No, but that's, it... that's, oh my God, that's, <laughs> never mind. Okay. And my intention, just to be clear, was not to uh, come at you. All I said was collectively, guys, can we just speak politely to the ladies because some people took offense. So I don't understand why you were so hard-ass towards that. That was my confusion. I never, I never responded to you on that. Can we? Can I know more about you, cryptopreneur? I want to know your backstory. Like, um, mm. what drives you? Tell me more about you. Entrepreneurship. Okay. Tell, tell me more. Have you always been this way since you were a kid? Did you have a lemonade stand? You know, <laughs> were you a good kid in school? No. Hobby. Yeah, straight A student. Um, started business two years ago. With 50 bucks, sold it after one year for 1.5 million. And now I'm just in crypto full time. You know, got a big win recently. And yeah, now I'm into development, build condos, townhomes, you know, single family residential, and all that good stuff. Can you tell us about the big win that you had recently? Well, it was before the Luna crash. Oh, awesome. Was it yeah. with Luna? It was with Luna, yeah. Wait, so you had a big win and then you lost it. Is that what you're no, saying? No, 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 no. I was out at 100. So why did you say it was before the Luna crash? Well, that's why when you, it like, happened, right? $6 to 100. Taking oh, some coffee. okay. <laughs> How did you get involved into crypto? Or would you say it was this entrepreneurial nature that attracted you to the space? Well, no, I'm not, I'm not a builder, right? So it's not really the entrepreneurial thing, but it's just, you know some friends that are in the space and I was just like, hey look at this project look at this project and i have a question for you as well cryptopreneur i really want to know like with condo development you have yeah. so many opportunities of fun pranks that you can do on your future tenants because what do you mean if you don't sell it you become a landlord you basically have an entire slave like family just constantly at your book and call so have you had any ideas like you know putting like shrimp inside the curtains so they smell bad or you know i wish i could have an answer for you but we we built to sell so it's never like a lease type thing like we don't build like lease apartments so okay so you're gonna put in like booby traps like uh like wires and like buckets of like hot lava over doors (laughs) maybe (laughs) i mean i don't know i just think if you think creatively you can really you know get those uh long-term sales in you know what i mean yeah yeah, for sure but each stage gets inspected so you can't really pull off much um addy would you ever consider starting a landlord business for me like a like an agency if it was with you yes and um katie would you ever consider being like part of the agency as well as like more like the the person that stays inside the flat and then like you basically have to haunt them until they move out and then you, they sell it for a reduced price back to mm. us. Like a poltergeist. Yeah, like I think that sounds exactly right for me. That's actually what happens, Sorry, you know that, right? So Katie's going to like haunt them and get them to break their leases so that they have to pay out their lease or something like that or it'll yeah, drive so up they, the price. So Zara's, Zara's suggesting that you two 
do the hustling and the sales pitch mm-hmm. and maybe the renovation of the apartment and you get the person to sign a long-term lease like maybe two to five years or something right um and they have a guarantor for that so if they can't pay then you can chase up the granny of um, and then during <laughs> after they moved in after about three months katie is confined to be in the walls like there is a gap in the walls mm-hmm. like a six inch gap and Katie's job is to like scurry through the walls and like wedge herself between like the thin, dry plywood walls um, and, and slither along back and forth and make little sounds like like little rat yeah. sounds. Maybe we can make her look kind of like, I don't know, like a little bit like creepy. Not I don't know. Like, like crazy, but like something a little like, I don't know, maybe like the I feel like her. Katie is so cute so i feel like maybe she should just like go completely opposite and be like a friendly forest creature but like gone wrong when she walks around holding a knife what what i was imagining is katie just lives inside the walls entirely like she moves back and forth she makes like little nibbling sounds and then when the family has gone to bed she she gets out by like going under the house and then back in through the cat flap and then mm-hmm. she goes to their fridge and eats like all the berries and the cheese, but nothing else, just the berries and the cheese. And then she goes back into the wall again. And the family wake up every day. They're like, where the fuck are the berries and the cheese? And they get really angry at like their kids. Like, stop eating the fucking cheese at night. We know you're doing it. And like over time, the family just disintegrates because like Katie always eats the berries and the cheese. Um, I, I, you know, there's some kind of like ongoing theme like that that just destroys the family internally. Like there's, they can never trust each other again. Like the whole family collapses and there's a divorce and a moving out. This is interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see, uh, Jade, let me, uh, let me kind of give it a shot here. I'm going to meet you at this uh, bar, right? Um, let me ask you something. Have you ever been to Fiji? I've never been to Fiji. Would I'd you enjoy maybe eating at the uh, Suva market in Fiji, maybe having some fruits uh, walking and strolling down the beach there? Wouldn't it be fun? That sounds fantastic, yes. Cool. Uh, probably like next week or so, we can have breakfast there. You're cool with that? This is our first date, so it'll be our second date? Yeah. Um, that sounds amazing, but I think maybe we should get to know each other a little bit better first. Mm. Um, Jade, I know I'm not part of this uh, conversation, mm-hmm. but I, just, I think I speak for all of us when I say that we want to know like some crazy facts about you, like some like the most wild card thing you've ever done. Have you ever done something just utterly risky or insane? Or yeah. Jade, Jade, when we see your profile, we're like, well, this is one of those Web three consultancy women. You know, they're one of these one of these prim and proper women who's always professional and stuff. But like, we really want to know, like, what did you steal as a kid? Like, what's the naughtiest thing you've ever done and stuff? <laughs> you guys, this is recorded. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's why it's exciting. Like, what is the craziest <laughs> thing you've ever done? For real, you need to tell us right now, please, Jade. Please, that's Jade. Kind of a, it's a you requirement need, to be. Yeah, Addie will boot you if you, you need don't. to tell us, Jade. Yep, I'm setting the timer. Ten seconds. Let's go, Jade. I don't like to kick women, but I uh, I went to Fiji on a second date with Sefi. Cool. Jade, we're like doing it. No, we're, granted, we're just here. we're just going there to shop at the market and eat fruits. Okay, I don't like uh, don't try to seduce me or whatever other bullshit you got going on there. Okay, I I'm waiting Steffi. for you to slide into my DMs. <laughs> Steffi, tell her tell her you're not a piece of meat. Yeah, like you know you have to earn my trust. This is not like uh, some sort of like uh, 
you know, I'm not easy or whatever, right? Like I have standards. Yeah. They think just because you're blonde, you know? It's, I mean, we're both blonde. It would be nice. Good luck. Um, are you blonde? I no. am. Are, are you actually blonde? No, I'm not. You told me you were blonde, Sophie. Was that yeah, just your that is why you cultural appropriation? Steffi, was it just your pubic hair that's blonde or what? Because you told me you were blonde. I no, he you. said he has white hair. So yeah, I told you my hair. hair looks like Daenerys Targaryen, and you guys that's didn't pay blonde, Steffi. Oh, that's hot. we've gone over this. It's blonde. No, it's gray. It's gray. It's cool. It's like it's silver something. fox. It's platinum. It's very cute. Anyway, my stylist thinks it's cute. So. Do you have silver hair, Sophie? Yeah. Like the like the Dragon Woman. You've seen this TV show, have you not? Hang on, can you post like a picture on your cuz I've never I've never watched these things or anything. You need to show. I like, post a picture of the the type of hair and then put it at the top. One second. Give me a minute. Uh carry on. Sophie, did you just say stylist? Uh yeah, uh, I always go to uh, a gay male to take care of my hair because uh, they know what they're doing. They are the best. Um, this is a really random question, but do any of you ever just like get like the urge to just like go to someone's house that you sort of vaguely know and just like kill them? No, no. Yeah, I feel like about some of you actually. Addie's been plotting on like Jade's downfall for some reason. I keep saying, <laughs> Addie, what's Jade ever done to you? And she says, it's not about Jade. It's about Web3. I said, what have you got against Web3? And she said, well, I don't really know what it means. And I can't be bothered to figure it out. And I was like, okay, but what's Jade got to do with that? And she said, well, it's just like a metaphor. And I was like, yeah, but you can't kill someone for a metaphor. But then she was like, well, I can. And now she's outside Jade's house, and it's really weird. And Jade, I think you should lock the doors, and I think you should call the police. Pantera, what have you brought Is me? Is she armed? <laughs> Pantera, come be my bodyguard. Oh, Pantera brought you here? That's how you got in here? My goodness. He was, he was bullying Zara earlier. This is ridiculous. Pantera's my bestie. I think you guys need to see the other side of Pantera. Well, did you know that he was bullying women earlier? I like wasn't in here, and then I and then I hear yeah. the grapevine that he's bullying my friend Zara. I come in here, and everyone's you know being mean to women. It's just kind of so Addie, typical of Web three. What do you guys norm? What do you guys normally talk about? So we normally talk about that? sex all the yeah. time. Yeah, uh, don't refer to the past. Let let Jade steer the conversation. Jade can be the director of this little movie, this little um, journey we're on. Jade, what would you like to talk about? Well, I, I'm just wondering, what are the parameters? Um, you know, this is no, you're a the very parameter. different Twitter space you, than no, I've ever no, been no, 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 in before. No. <laughs> you, you, are, you are the parameter. Your soul is the parameter. You know, whatever you, whatever emotion you're experiencing now, whether it's like um, anger or frustration or like, serenity or horniness that is the parameter curiosity is what i is most present for me right now Jade, just you inner, explore each other's bodies just unleash your inner primal um and you know i love everyone's accents can i know kind of where everyone lives is that 
Yeah, I'm from Lagos, Nigeria, but I was raised in the UK for one year. But when I came back to Nigeria to live with my father, he said, um, don't don't develop a Nigerian accent because that's going to ruin your future employment in the West. So he made sure I preserved that that Oxford English accent I had. Um, so I'm now in Nigeria still, which is funny because like my father always had this dream that I would like go to Harvard or something, but I just never mm-hmm. gave a shit. So it's like a weird thing. Like now um, I just live in Nigeria. I work as a drug dealer and I'm quite happy. Like I've applied a lot of the, the things I learned in books, um, like Freakonomics. Have you ever read that book? Um, mm-hmm. A load of a load of books on game theory um, and other economic concepts. I applied a lot of that stuff to my to my drug dealing in Lagos, Nigeria, because the local drug dealers just don't have any kind of macroeconomic understanding at all. Um, they're in fact quite primitive. Uh, so, like, I felt like I've benefited more from my understanding than I would have otherwise in somewhere like Wall Street by applying those theorems directly to the drug dealing in Lagos. Wow. So, why do you need to be in crypto if you're the drug kingpin in your country? You need it. You always need a store of value and a medium of exchange. Uh, it's it's better that people pay me to my Terra wallet, um, which I've installed with the wallet Terra station. Um, I prefer to be paid in that because then there's nothing in my hands, right? I, it's it's one thing to have drugs in your possession, but if you have drugs and money, that clearly signifies that you're a dealer. Whereas if you only have drugs in your possession, um, that signifies that you are probably somebody who has a lot of it for personal use. So it's really about like it's it's about the avoidance of criminal charges. I only want uh, either the product or the money, but not both at the same time. So the way I do it is I, I sell the drugs and I get the lunk into my wallet, um, and that way it avoids most criminal charges. I think the the sentencing for um, conviction in Lagos, Nigeria, is either about a hundred or fifty times as much as it would be for personal use. So it's like significantly better. That's so interesting. What a fantastic utility and use case. Oh, my God. Interesting. I also want to encourage anyone here, um, if you can find a way to import cocaine or methamphetamines or meth or crystal meth um, or or maybe psychedelics, LSD, mescaline, um, ayahuasca, anything like that, then go for it. Well, we hosted that that Mm -hmm. one space where we discussed the movement of these kind of agents via our submarine network under the... uh, Gulf of Mexico, along the coast of Mexico, and uh, really getting to South America. Do you recall that discussion, Bruce? I don't generally remember anything beyond like 10 seconds ago, Sefi. So, um, mm-hmm. no. Well, never I, mind. I actually do think uh, that drug dealing is truly the best entrepreneurial way to like get started for most, pe- for most people. Um, you know, there's a huge profit margin. There's risks involved, which really teaches you about, you know, the world. Um, and, you know, when you win, you win. And when you lose, you lose. And you can't win without having immense self-control, you know. Don't use your own uh, product or how there's a phrase for that, but I forgot it. Mm. Um, oh. but, Don't get high on your own supply, dear. Yeah. Whenever no, I hear it, that, it, like, does. <laughs> it teaches you so fucking much about, like, not just like facing fear and being super aware and hypervigilant of what the police are doing and they're monitoring you and stuff. Um, you can live pretty much like a spy in a way. It's like that that childhood dream when you watch like James Bond or something to have burner phones and manage all of your contacts. And when I talk to my clients and stuff, I'm always talking about sweeties. I have these little codes, right? So like, I'm like, do you want 10 sweeties? And that means like, 
um, 10 grams of weed, like three packs of weed. You know what I mean? So like I have these little codes and, and I used to have one that was like Skittles. Do you want some Skittles? It's like a sweet in the UK and Smarties as well as Zara. Uh, like I swap it around. Like I make sure I only have one name for one sweet for like yeah. 10 days or so. Then I'm stopping it. So it's like if the police ever found my phone, it's like I'm this mass fucking chocolate dealer or something, right? It's ridiculous. Um, like you're just like a regular Cadbury, basically. Just You're just a, like a Willy Wonka. They're like, funny, I really, this guy with just selling loads of fucking chocolates. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, I really like Skittles and Smarties because I think, like, in the instinctive sense, if you have a handful of both of them and you blur your eyes a bit, like, you put them out of focus, mm. it just looks like you're holding a handful of gems because they're like rainbow. And I think there's a lesson in that, but I'm not sure what. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we need to find a lesson. I think the lesson can be the experience itself. Yeah. Mm. But would anyone else like to talk about their background? I introduce myself, um, Zara. Maybe you'd introduce yourself as a, a non-native Algerian biological orphan raised in Nigeria, but with an Algerian father. Yeah, of course. Um, sorry, I just had to take a second to sort of summon the courage to speak because it's quite hard. You know, I say my father is Algerian, and they say, "Well, why aren't you black?" And then I start talking, and then they say, "Why do you speak like you're black?" And it's really hard because they don't understand that Algeria is North Africa and Nigeria is Sub-Saharan Africa. But um, growing up there, it was always quite a struggle because all of the Nigerian children made fun of me for for being um white and all of the white children made fun of me for being black. So really, I was just sort of eternally left out, um, playing by myself, gathering sticks and pebbles. Zara, um, do you want to maybe explain how we know each other? um how we met in nigeria i don't mind at all if you speak about it it's fine um oh, i'm at that stage where i think it's like should probably be out there just so people understand and you sure? because i don't want to jeopardize like your you know your career as as the link dao ceo yeah. you know? fuck it like if if i lose a bit of profit and and the sacrifice is to keep my integrity then fuck it i'll do it well in nigeria we often run out of food and that's because often the drought strikes us and when it strikes us it strikes us hard and that's how it is and that's how it's always been one year the drought was particularly hard i think i was about oh i don't know maybe seven or eight and uh bruce here was about <laughs> 25 yeah um, <laughs> sorry i can't, no, I can't do it. no i understand it was it was unusual um that we got to know each other because i knew i was a lot older but at the same time, it was nothing like untoward. Um, I think a lot of, of young girls seek a mentor of kinds. So I, maybe, I oh, think yeah, like it wasn't anything weird. Like it was just kind of funny because like, even though I was seven, you thought that I was much older than you. And then you ended up keeping asking me for advice. But anyway, that's a different story. I'm trying to start the courage again to tell the story of, the, of how we made the, the, the rains pour down that fateful, fateful drought season. Um, it was a very special ritual and we had to go through a lot to do it it was kind of like Seppi's childhood with all the rockets on the bikes and stuff kind of like a mix of Stranger Things and Seppi's childhood but um, Katie was also there so Katie could I'm sure fill in the rest of the story she felt so inclined okay I'm so sorry I was just scrolling the timeline um, I'm going to need a little recap that's okay uh, Bruce can Okay, well, basically, we kept eating people. We kept finding people and we kept eating them. 
because we needed it to rain for the for the crops to grow in Nigeria because everyone was going to fucking starve and it was going to be really bad. It was going to be like a lunar crash all over again times 10, but even worse because there weren't even any cows. Sorry, um, are you telling me that uh, like there's different like s- human sacrifice maybe and cannibalism going on to make it rain? Yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, so yeah, I mean, well, sorry, I didn't mean to be patronizing myself. Obviously, that I'm really trying to work on my um tone to people after the Pantera incident. But anyway, um, yeah, so we kept trying to eat people, but the thing is, we started to just sort of get quite an acquired taste because we noticed that different races of people had different tastes. And eventually we came to the conclusion that through all the tourists that we ate, we realized that the cleanest ones crypto people. They were crypto heads like Jade and like uh, that Hawaii guy yesterday. And like uh, Sir Rack in the audience, like Crypto BTC, like Babs, like Robbie Mac, all of the people in the audience, we would eat all of them. And something about the way that they sit when they like are staring at the screens, it makes their flesh extra tasty. So we feasted on their flesh day after day until our stomachs were sick and distended and our guts were bloated. We were on an old carnivore diet, we shit blood every day for 10 years. And then eventually, the rains came. By then, everyone else was dead because we, <laughs> we ate them. <laughs> so it didn't really matter. And so Nigeria used to once be a really prosperous country. But after all that, done for. But anyway, since then, we've the thirst for blood hasn't really went away. So me and Bruce are now in this space. We I'll be right back. I'm hungry. I need to get some dinner. Yeah, we're hungry as well, right? So yeah, Jade's next is all the point I'm trying to make. Jay, does that clarify things for you? I have so many questions. Um, you have such a vivid uh, memory to describe things in such detail. Um, I don't know, guys. I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Um, hey, Steffi. Hey, Coach. Um, I, I, I came up hey. here real quick just to tell Monkey um, because him and I, he holds day spaces and usually I'm at work, so I can't um, talk to him ever. But I wanted him to know I appreciate every all the information that you give out, my guy, and your um, your wind chimes. I love them as well. You're awesome. And uh, yeah, we got to break up this boring as shit conversation and get some facts or something spicy out here. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Dana, Zara, Dana's not interested in your cannibal stories or whatever the fuck. Like, she's like to know something about like crypto or maybe no, some sort of investing advice or something. I'm just not right? eating people. There's enough weird shit in our government that goes mm. on that people are too blinded to. <laughs> so, no, you're just, right. Um, yeah. You're right. People are blind. Like, there is there is enough weird shit in the world. Like, um, yeah, because people like just want likes and they like just want, you know, yeah. like certain likes and stuff. So if we can get away to some real conversation in general um, and not some fake bullshit, <laughs> that would be it's nice to that. That's what I was saying. It's nice to talk about facts and things that are actually happening in the world and like wholesome shit, like movements forward and, and the ways people can work together and stuff. It's I don't know. It gets it gets I've been saying this as well. It gets boring when people are like living in their imaginations when we're only born once and like we have this limited time on earth to actually do something with our fucking lives and there's enough bullshit on social media without adding to it um and and the government in general keeps us so distracted 
by social media platforms that we don't talk about the real shit that's going on that's really affecting ourselves, our families, yeah. our environment. And because we want to feel good. So we get on these platforms to feel good, quote unquote, you know, just to feel good. But yeah. um and the funny thing I can't stand even feel good. faces when women are good. talking about vagina juices, and I do not mean to be ugly, but I'm just saying Come, yeah. Come on, guys. We've got to do better. Um, we are more than just vagina right. juices right. and and no, keyword. no, no. <laughs> like, I know. Females have to come on. Like, we females have a bad. Um, we, we just got to do better. Is all I'm saying. I'm sorry, Dana. Oh, look, guys, shit and blood for you. Can I just? Better. I'm having a hard time, um, I guess, and this is kind of a place where I like to come to talk about it. But I guess yeah. crypto spaces aren't really right. It's just I don't really have anyone in real life. To. No, but it's it's good to get away from crypto spaces. It will help the sanity, the mental up and down roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, hoping that we're about to all make it and change our lives differently. Everybody wants that, obviously. But at the end of the day, there's real shit going on in our real lives every day that we're stressed out. So what do we do? We come in these spaces to have real talks. Sometimes yeah. it can be funny as shit. I love those spaces. Um, Busting balls and busting chops. I love that. You know, so Dana, you know, it's, always it's, have to yeah, talk. I think you're you're referring to our. Uh, I think you're referring to our uh, charitable efforts and looking for a cure for breast cancer, mm-hmm. for example, oh. uh, and all of these other kind of endeavors, right, to change the world. I think Dana wants to uh, prevent lots no. of problems like trafficking, and uh, you know, she's got like a, a really like bright uh, like activist agenda to sort of take care of problems that the government's not fixing, right? Uh, and no, I cannot do that because I'm one person that works all the fucking time yeah. <laughs> and I'm stressed and tired. No, I, like I, think, I was just saying, the government talking. does that to keep us so busy. We can't even have time where yeah. we feel too tired to teach our own children how to change it. But no, it's changed and evolved so much. We say we have like, we say we have eight hours of free time a day, but that's not true at all because we're so fucking worn out from the job and the career and the kids and everything else that like, the only two hours we maybe have a day, what the fuck are we doing? We're fucking so tired that we can't do anything. And for me, coming on these spaces and hearing uh, so-called <laughs> women like Jade and KT and Zara talking about like pussy juice and stuff, it's just a complete fucking waste of time because I have... Hang I got on, me. I did not... This is recorded, that was not me. Yeah, yeah that was not her. It was a few spaces you. back, Seppi, actually. Um, yeah, she's no longer me. here, but it was literally, I woke up I'm getting ready for work at 5 a.m. And mm. a couple of people are still in the room. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is, it's 5 a.m. Yeah, I'm they're, not they're ready. For, like, I'm not a prude, but Jesus. Can we no, not wait till nighttime? It, it was no, just, I don't know. So, Dana, when you, Dana, when you, okay, Bruce, you go. Sorry, Casey, there's a lag. Um, I've suggested that these these disgusting freak girls, they maybe get into journaling. It's like if you get a notepad and a pen and you sit down in the morning or before bed and you write down all of your disgusting thoughts, all of the shadow side of your unconscious mind, like all of these crude things and these horny desires and fantasies and stuff. If you empty yourself out onto a page, then you can go forward into the day as a wholesome person and you can bring the best sense of self you have to these spaces and contribute and grow and nourish together and join with the community and talk about things worth talking about. Not this fucking bullshit in social media that the government perpetuates and not anything to do with our horrible like animal lizard desires and reptilian desires. 
all of that should be left in private on the page of our journal. And we should join here at a place of emptiness where we can give our hearts to each other and, and maybe build something together, build, build a future with this wonderful technology of cryptocurrency, decentralized web through economies, and build a future we all want to be a part of. And I think that, that many of us here, we have jobs, we have all these other commitments and things, and there's really not any time to waste, in my opinion. So I, I like the fact that you stood up to these girls here. I agree completely. I've tried to do the same. Often I'm quite shy, so I find it hard to be confronting with these girls. But yeah, like what the things they've been talking about lately, their pussies and stuff, it's fucking disgusting and it's a waste of time. Yeah, Dana, thank you for standing up for these stupid sluts. You know what I mean? All girls need um, attention in some kind of way, whether it be from father issues or just in general. It's a, just a whole society right now. Exactly. Um, but it is just a, a mindset. So literally 10 years. So I'm 35, I think. Yeah, I'm 35. So just even 10 years of a generational gap, a 25-year-olds looking down. Like it is such a different mindset. And so I've got two daughters, so I'm going to be – held to the no and very um particular in how i raise them because kind of like i don't them want up, right? them to be dumbass fembots you know what i mean like in austin powers when they're they're all like, like just dumb i don't want the dummy downness that the government is really putting mm. in these kids faces that grow yep. up to be adults i i, I just can't <laughs> i cannot yeah the way i see it then is like if I enter one of these spaces and I, I listen to people and they're fucking weird, it's like, even if they don't inspire me in some way, they, they do teach me what not to be. So I think everyone has a value, even if it teaches you like, okay, I'm never going to come back here again. And I'm going to make a deliberate conscious intention never to waste my time listening to these fucking people. Um, and that, that is a way of, of directing myself to more productive, more fruitful, um, more meaningful action. So I think I, I want to say thank you to J Jade and Katie and Zara for teaching me how not to spend my time. Okay, what the fuck is a fembot? You're welcome. Um, you would have had been growing up in the 90s and see Austin Powers. It's a very good movie, actually. Um, is it? It's not on Redbox or Netflix or any of those other spaces. You'd have to get a VHS if those are still around. I don't know. But um, it, it, yeah, it was a very good movie. Dana, can I ask it, you a question? I don't know who asked that. <laughs> I don't know. Go ahead, I guess. <clears throat> what, what exactly do you think the government is trying to do? Dummy us down um, where we rely on them. The new $15 minimum hour in America is really the $7.25, but while they're raising prices, like, people um i mean they they dummy our kids down in general by phones period okay i agree, I agree. and what everybody likes the psychological feel good i've got to watch a video i've got to get a like and that's a psychological warfare thing that's going on right now in america especially and probably anywhere else but algorithms change things and it's dumbing our generation where they will not be self-sufficient in the long run um and we're too worn out at the end of the day, making ends meet to be able to teach our children the difference. No, I totally agree. And that's what the Chinese are doing with TikTok for American users. Exactly. But, um, yes, sir. Is that, is that on us or is that on the government? It doesn't matter who it's on. We've got to teach the children to be 
diligent and aware of what's going on because yeah we've kind of discovered we've kind of discovered dana we've kind of discovered that the algorithms are suppressing women on um on these platforms right that's why that's why the whole women thing i don't like that no yeah yeah, but that's what that's why addy is fighting (laughs) back Addie's fighting dumb, back, right? Dumb women, yes, but no, I, I would not. Sorry, are you I calling like Addie dumb? I no, didn't I said, say shit about Addie. I said dumb Addie's... people that want to watch or just listen. Yeah, when you're aware and aware what's going on, that's not a woman problem. That's an individual so, problem. I, I like Dana. She doesn't make everything a gender problem. So yeah. th- basically what happens is, all right, what you have to do, um, in, in, in this is just my opinion, right? So, like, you've got to learn how to fight the algorithms, right? You have to learn how to play against them. And the way you do it is by being very sort of, like, um, unexpected, right? Like, these, these things, they, they want to try to predict you. They, want, they think they know you, Dana. They, they think they can mm, use these things against you to maybe, maybe make you buy shit or make you do things, right? The only way you can avoid this is by just completely playing against this game, right? You have to, you have to have a strategy. You have to have like, you know, an army, maybe like a, an army of simps, right? This is the thing. This is this is what Addie was teaching me. She was I remember like, you taught me simps like a few weeks yeah, ago. She was, I was like, I don't know yeah. what that even means. That sounds like retarded. I didn't so know. she's kind of been cultivating. Simps. Yeah, she's been cultivating the algorithms to fight back for us, right? She wants to. And cultivate an army to f- defeat the um, like big tech algorithmic uh, chaos, right? That that they're trying to bring upon us. So, yeah, I mean, I think everyone just fights back in their own way. You see what I'm saying? They do, but I hate when women say they're going against women, feminism, all that bullshit. No, hmm. we are all. E- if you want to be equal, then be effing equal. Um, do I think a woman should be president ever in their title? No. Women are too emotional. Thank you so much. Men can be that way as well, but women are too damn emotional. We go off our feelings instead of logic. Um, I've said that. I've worked at my company uh, for 12 years, and it's run by, you know, like a a corporate business. And no, I've got a a woman that's the president of our company. Do I think she should be running that shit? No, I do not, because we go off of emotion, period. So whenever it's the, this feminine shit, I, I just don't understand it. Men, yeah. you know, you guys can be dumb as well, but women yeah. Dana for president. differently molded. Dana, this, pre- <laughs> Dana, this president of your company, have you told her to her face that she doesn't, that she no, shouldn't? No, I'd be, be fired. And I live in a very small town of like 8,000 people. And um, yeah. I, I work here be- only because I have children. Um, otherwise, I would not be here. And um mm. I would do something else that was like a were a smile. I think that's what it's called. That thing that like where you look happy. Um, I would yeah, work yeah. somewhere else because it's. Yeah, I mean, it's very but... easy to criticize someone who's above you. I think everyone always instinctively hates their boss, don't they? Um, I've but... had respectful bosses before in the past, but um, which I've worked since I, I was guess... twelve. In terms of like, you know, being the American spirit, you know, cause I, I know I can tell you're like a hardworking, like South Southern American like woman. I really right. respect corporate, that. corporate America is different than. Yeah, like I just feel like, jobs. I feel like everyone's going to be self-made. It's you. And I feel like you're definitely better than working at that company. And I hope that you can kind of flourish and do your own thing and be your own boss um, at some point. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Dana, what, like, okay, so imagine it's one year from now. What is your, your ideal job or your ideal work? What would you like to be doing? I used to think being an investigator, uh, like a, in the criminal field, I've always been very obsessed with mafia or just investigating things. That'd be ideal, um, but logical. I was a young mom, so 20 years old. Like I've had responsibilities forever. Uh, so I can't even think of another job because what I'm doing is the best in my community and my educational skills of what I can do. So I don't even know what that would be like because I'm not willing to risk that for the risk of not being able to provide for my daughter. I could put in a good word for you, like maybe at the FBI, you know, Quantico maybe. No. What about, no, uh, no. You FBI, no, F the FBI. You, no you're interested way. in maybe, um, you should be interested in maybe like, uh, you know, Annapolis Naval Academy, perhaps. Sign me up to the CIA so I can get to see you, all you guys masturbating oh, you, on your phones through your CIA. Your... Mm. Well, it's only the girls doing that kind of thing. I think it's like an attention seeking thing. Um, but yeah, Dana, I'm thinking about chopping my tits off and becoming a man and injecting testosterone so that Dana respects me. Zara, 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 let me walk Heard. you up the cliff. What in the fuck? Zara, don't do this. Sorry. Sorry, you can do it. Oh, geez, Katie. Oh, okay. All right, then. <laughs> Katie, who would you rather have as a boyfriend? Um, Zara with her tits chopped up or me? Why not both? Like brother husbands kind of thing? Yeah. Zara, are you open to that kind of thing? Like a menage a trois? Well, yeah, but like with a degree of separation, because like, I only want to kiss Katie, but I don't make her like sanitize her lips because I'm scared of the coronavirus. You Spaghetti know? sauce coming out of my nose is really painful. Stop that shit, Bruce. Are you really scared of the coronavirus? Don't be afraid of this coronavirus. <laughs> the government virus don't. <laughs> Don't yeah. do that to yourself. Don't Dana. do that fear. Don't allow the government to instill that fear on you, please. But I love the government. They're always looking out for my best interests. Otherwise, they wouldn't be the government. I'm really hoping that's sarcastic, and I'm going to take it as that, <laughs> because <laughs> otherwise, I've lost all hope. So I'm going <laughs> to... Same. I'm really... That's good. I'm also really hoping that, that that whatever the fuck she just said is sarcasm because that is just like the stupidest fucking thing I've heard in a long time. But Dana, what's like what's going on in your mind right now? Like, what do you think are the the big issues we should be noticing right now? Like, what is the average person blind to that they should pay attention to? That's a hard one because there's so much going on and there's so much uh, smoking mm. mirrors going on that. Life keeps us so freaking busy that we can't pay attention to the real shit that's going on. Um, yeah. But we I mean, take it one thing at a time, right? Like there has to be one thing we focus on, and we're like, we need to right. stop. We need to stop that. Fuck. Like two For years. Some ago, brains, COVID, yes, right? but like with my brain, uh, I have ADHD, <laughs> ADHD really bad, yeah, yeah. Um, and my mind just goes and goes and goes. And, um, you know, raising kids and keeping a full-time job and coming home and being a mom and taking this one to volleyball practice and cooking dinner and all this stuff. It's like just rapid. You never get the time to just step back and breathe because mainstream America here doesn't want to give you the opportunity. It's meant to make you rapid thinking and feeling overwhelmed all the time. So that's why these spaces. But you're, you're like feeling pretty good hanging out here today. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
Right now I am, but I'm stressed out because in 18 minutes I have to go get my daughter from her mm-hmm. homecoming dance like, and have to hear about her drama. You know what I mean? Kids go through so much that it, oh, tell her to get a one. tell her to get an Uber, Dana. Tell her to get an Uber. She can pick herself. There's up. no Uber here. <laughs> There's no Uber. What baby? Oh, my youngest just came out. Sorry, but um, she's just why are you cutting me. <laughs> I love you. Um, Dana, we were talking earlier. There was this interesting genetic technology. Now, um, they've worked out a way to implant a womb inside a man and like have a man raise the baby inside his body with a kind of a de facto umbilical cord that goes to his like um, no no do you you don't think no. that is a, what if, no <laughs> no, like what no if, to but, the no uh, to the no 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 but a lot of but a lot of I fathers don't care. i don't care what a lot of whatever no wouldn't you say I'm a lot of fathers consensus. no hold on let me speak a lot of fathers are a lot more loving than than many mothers right just having having a child having birth giving birth to a child doesn't make you a loving mother right there are a lot of awful mothers and you you sound like a great mother from what we've heard so far but i think like why not if a father would be a better mother to a daughter why not let him give birth like what's the what's the obstacle there i had awful parents in general my mother had me she didn't want kids uh she married my father at 16 he was older. He already had two girls, my older sisters, who I love. They're 10 and 11 years older than me, so they're, you know, nearing 50. She was a shit ass to them. She would lock them up from stories I've heard. I've heard awful stories. Then she got pregnant with my older brother, who's 41. Yeah. Um, she didn't know how to love him. She didn't have good parenting. Then she had me, and apparently, like, my siblings resent me in a way because I was the baby. Well, I can't help I was the youngest, but my mother and I don't even speak, and I can't speak with her because um, she didn't know how to mom. Uh, so I'm trying to redo and yeah. edit the way I was taught. Um, she was a very bad alcoholic. I remember getting ready for prom and she'd be passed out on the floor with Seagram seven, you know, on liquor and couldn't even help me and be passed <laughs> out. But she, the lady didn't have a job. She lived off the government. I do things differently. So I really, yeah. honestly, what you just asked, I don't even know how to answer that because I had just a different level of raising. Um, but I know what I'm trying to do differently. Um, so yes, a parent in general is important. Um, mm. Both my girls have different fathers. My oldest, her dad's been in prison a lot. Um, he's been a douchebag. He's not been great. Um, my youngest, her dad's very involved. We share 50-50 because he is a great dad. So if they're willing to take that effort to be involved, they should be involved, regardless of feelings of, you hurt my feelings when we were together, blah, blah, blah. None of that shit matters. It comes down to the kid and their best interest. Yeah, yeah. I agree completely. I think when you have a kid, it's like the responsibility just shifts and it's all about them and it should be whatever is the best for them and their life. Um, yeah, I agree completely. Yeah. Mom should never hold the child from the father because you're mad at him. No, fuck that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's if he's willing to be involved or she even, you know, let them be involved. That yeah. it's going to be that baby's best. What, interest. Do you, Dan, what do you think about like two, two gay males raising uh, a daughter or a son, like an adopted son? Do you think that is just as good as, as like a guy and a girl? Do you think there is some unique thing to a mother um, and what they can teach uh, a daughter or a son? Or do you think two gay males can do an equally good job? 
if they're getting the love, um, that's all I'm going to say on that. I don't, I don't know because I don't know. I really don't know. I haven't been in that kind of environment. So, Dana, what I you're mean, saying is you're not, you're not, like a, you're not a sociologist or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a meteorologist. Yeah, whatsoever. I'm not a meteorologist either, so I would, I would have no clue. <laughs> I don't know, so I'm not even going to comment on that because that can cause you know we're about to go in a whole another direction of debate, and um, yeah. I, I, I'm too tired to do that. But um, I'm, I'm only if, if a child is being loved and yeah. directed. And says more words and like and and like my in like and st- yeah if they're being lead and directed and um and now I'm saying I'm a lot shit because I'm nervous. <laughs> I'll I give you a straight I'm, answer, but now. um <laughs> if they're being educated against yeah. a real war, the mental war. Uh, <laughs> sorry, now they're yelling back. Okay. Just teach your kids, damn it. That's it. It doesn't matter if it's mom and dad, dad and dad, mom and mom, whatever. But the end of yeah, the day, I know what you're saying. Children, that's it. Love them, love them, educate them, make them wise, make them not believe all the fucking bullshit of the government and society. Make Protect them, them. Do not themselves. get them injected at every moment, you yeah. know, because the government says so. I've, no, I was that. 20. So this was, um, I was, it was 2008. I was 20 years old. My daughter, I was conceived her. My, neither one of my daughters had ever been injected with a single immunization ever. Mm-hmm. Never once with anything. Bill Gates came out with a video in 2005. Yeah, it's Dana, I think it's it's way like easier to get chicken pox than it is to get vaccinated for it. It's just it's such a nuisance, right? It's silly. It's so silly. And to put some weird injection into your child that you have no clue what it really is. I was 20 and making those decisions when I didn't know shit at 20, but my children, I have to fill out a form every year, but I live in a right to choose state, which I know California is not one of those. Um, But my daughter is now 14. Neither one of my girls have ever been injected with a damn vaccine ever, not just because it's COVID just in general. So I've always tried to be very yeah, vigilant poke, in this. Poking context. things in our bodies can be a little bit weird, I think. Well, you have to think like back in the day, um, caveman times and, and history and stuff, they didn't require any of the vaccines. And why was that? It's probably because they received a lot of nutrition from the land, like vitamin K2. If you look to the work of, of Weston Price and and his anthropology and exploration of both Paleolithic cultures and uncontacted tribes. Um, and the people of the Swiss valleys and stuff like that. And the way that um, nutrition, particularly um, vitamin K2, MK4, and all of the nutrients uptaken from the soil um, contributed to both a robust and a resilient nervous system and bone structure and physiology. And I think a lot of the the modern sickness and need for these vaccines and things like that is because we've had a, a, a greatly deprived childhood, a much inferior nutrition, and and um, and even a much like... A much MSG. lower MSG. Love. MSG is freaking everywhere, like everywhere, yep. in every food, and yep. our kids just eat that That's shit what up I'd be because saying. they're too tired at the end of the day to say no, eat this meal, you know, exactly. like a dinner, and then no, I'd rather have this. Okay, fine, just have it because we're robots. No, I agree. We're too damn tired. Damn I think there's a direct correlation between oh um, mono monosodium glutamate and the, the the haywire it causes in our GABA receptors. 
and also this interface with this constant information stream and TikTok and stuff. It's like we're we're consuming this stuff that is amplifying um, and and downregulating these these relaxing neurons, and and that is causing a, a greater amplification of, of the the nervous system that that seems to attract itself to reading more and more TikTok and re- more and more information and stuff like that. It's like this never ending fucking cascade. It just gets worse and worse and worse. And it's like, when is it going to stop? When are you going to ban these substances? Why has the government banned uh, things like weed, at least in my country? And why have they not banned MSG? Like, what's going on? Like, there's there's no comparison. MSG is incomparably worse than weed. Dana, what do you do if your kids get polio? She'll just twerk out. Twerk, 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 twerk. I'm serious, Dana. When, when was the last polio outbreak? That's not my question, though. What do you do when your kids get polio? My, uh, my, my. That's my question. When was the last polio outbreak? My though? grandfather was no, in an island. That's circular reasoning, right? What do you do if your kids get polio? Hey, we're talking from experience here, crypto. Dana, I, wanna... I know you're. Excuse me, if I can talk, please. Dana, I want to learn from you, like by what you're saying and everything, but. I can't because, like, you called Zara, Addy, and I sluts for saying pussy. So, like, that was pretty uncalled for. And, like, I was not from call you. anybody that, actually. Um, I said, oh, you I did. Understand the youth. Oh, okay. You go ahead and talk, Bibo. Go ahead and talk. I'll just stay silent because I'm not about to get. Well, no, it's good. Like, you have good things to teach no, people. But ahead, if you start ahead. by insulting them, like. You no, know, I said, get your feminism out. Just go ahead. Bent. Me oh, I'm at oh. It's cool. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying if you're going to teach your them like something, you probably... Ahead. Go ahead. It's okay. Go ahead. Teach oh, me you what to talk to teach my not? kids. I don't know. Oh, I can talk. You can't. So. <laughs> Katie, by the way, your microphone is like a little bit... It's like you're muffled. I'm not sure. Oh, is it muffled? <laughs> Do I sound like bed? I have a sock in my mouth? Bye. You sound like you were like deep under the covers. <laughs> okay. Maybe I shouldn't talk then. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can now. Okay, all I was trying to say, I've like said it six times now. I've been interrupted. If you want to teach people things, like that's perfect and wonderful. And like, I think you have things to teach. But like, if you call them sluts first, no one's going to listen to what you have to say to them. Yeah, I hate it when people come to the spaces and call me a slut. It just happens like almost every night. It's it's getting a little bit of mouth. right? You are pretty slutty there, Sefi. Well, shit. Like, you too? Did I, I say that I had or it. did I say uh, I've got two children that um, are girls? I don't want them to have that mindset. Yeah. Yeah, you so called that yourself first, a slut you in your head. Slut. I never called anyone a slut, actually. Okay, well, this is recorded, so we'll figure that out. Okay, that's awesome. Re-listen to it tomorrow, then, and then let me know. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm sure no one in their right mind is going to listen to this again because it's like 12 fucking hours long. Yeah, no one's listening to this. <laughs> because they'll be on to tomorrow's uh, session, right? And there won't be enough time in the universe or the day to like review mm-hmm. yesterday's thing, right? Yeah, let on. Mikey speak. He's had his hands up. Yeah, like, I was going to say. He's let asking a dude come up here. Can we please have some penis energy up here? Because this, yes. this kind of this, I got my feelings so, yeah, hurt kind of thing mind. is not, uh, I can't. Thank um, you. Mikey, Thank there you go. NFT guy. So I was just curious. If I posted a picture up here on the chat, 
would you women rate me honestly rate you they would post it up post it up did you say rate or rape it doesn't matter really post it up and then we can do it i swear to god it sounded like you said rape too bro (laughs) it's like what the fuck is this guy asking well i mean these women can be pretty uh, aggressive from time to time so only god knows right like it's been known to happen. Sophie, like, of course not. I'm aggressive. She called me a feminist and she has pink hair. Like, um, I things. said a feminist. Exactly. I Rawr. never said a slut. There you go, Katie. I said yeah, you said both. A feminist, you said feminist, not a slut. Too. Never said slut. No, I said women are coming up here talking about their vagina and it being leaky and all that shit is not referring to you. There's a different space, but way to make it about you, like you. No, that only that only happens too. that only happens when things get kind of like steamy. It's like this today. It's like that's not the day that this would likely happen. You're gonna hurt feelings. You're gonna hurt women's feelings, Seppi. Don't do that. You're gonna hurt women. <laughs> oh, oh, and I did say women shouldn't be president. Um, maybe that's where you thought. Dana, I, I don't even have a job. Like I'm about as anti. Obviously, yeah, of course. I don't have to. We understand that. That's why. Yeah, it's social media, right? Carry on, Katie. We get it. We get it. It doesn't have to be said. Dana, Dana, look, chill for a second. It's two, conversation is a two-way street. Takes two to tango. Can't have yin without yang. But when it's stupid, I just can't. When it comes to stupidity, it's yeah, just but like it makes annoying. you seem stupid when you talk over other people. That's all. And I'm not saying you are. I just think it's nice to hear what everyone has to say. Okay, I'll talk. I have a question. Later. If you guys don't, do not mind. Yeah, go ahead, man. Has anybody had a conversation with their children if people do have kids in this space today? Actually, what crypto is? I'd actually like to hear that out in a like a space type of group, if you don't mind. Oh, shit. I forgot about my son. I left him at school. Now, nah, the boy doesn't have time to fuck around with this. He's like too busy becoming yeah. like some, a neurosurgeon or some nonsense. I tried to explain crypto to him, and he's like, Dad, you're an idiot. <laughs> Zara, that was so funny. Sorry. Personally, with my children, um, and they're quite young, like four, and I think Sarah is six now, four and six. Um, I've So far, I've kept them the fuck away from technology. Um, and, and part of that is, is like, I don't want them to be exposed to it so young. Because I think it's going to permanently modify their brain and and like just destroy their attention span. And I think a lot of the beautiful things in this world, um, really following your curiosity and reading long books and and going on adventures and things like that, and giving yourself fully to life, are going to be permanently compromised if you if you wire your brain initially with the presence of um, phones and iPads and stuff like that. So I've kept them away from it for now. But a part of me is like this this unknown aspect or this this averse aspect in me. It's like how do i how do I cultivate a healthy relationship to the net and to cryptocurrency and all those things within their minds and and when do I do it? like what age do I expose them at and i've pr- preliminarily i've I've set this like threshold of about ten years old when I'm seriously going to think about it, and until then, yeah, no fucking internet until then because for me, I've homeschooled my children now. They're, they're both at home. They're both asleep now. Um, I often do these spaces after they've gone to bed. And 
I I have insisted upon giving them colorful experiences of life. I've insisted upon letting them follow their curiosity, whatever projects they want to do. I have this this principle that's like you have to work hard and you have to to do things and make things. But other than that, you can follow your curiosity. So my daughter, Sarah, she's been like, um, she, lately she's been looking at butterflies and like doing a taxonomy of butterflies and the flowers they like to land on and stuff like that and, and the beautiful wings and stuff. And she's got this little art book where she's drawing all the butterflies and, and things that land locally. And like when she sees a really rare one, she's super happy and she takes a picture. Um, and, and it's like this, this beautiful like coloring book she's formed. Um, and my son is like building stuff. He's, he's got all this, like, uh, he's ordered these like rubber. I don't know what they are. Like we've, we've ordered them on the internet. They're like this, these rubber building blocks. I don't, can't remember the name of them now, but he's, he's like constructing things. And I challenge him, like, can you make a little house with, with four bedrooms? And then he'll spend his day on that. And then the next day I'm like, can you make a little, um, like a bunker for a, a war or something? And he'll make that. So my children are entirely project-based now, and I've taken a lot of inspiration from um, Rudolf Steiner and, and the Waldorf schools and these project-based schools and education systems. Um, but but for me, I'm just holding off with the whole internet thing because it's such a fucking, I think, the internet delivered in the wrong way and exposed too much to my children is going to fucking ruin them. Um, so I don't I know. That was probably the most awesome uh response i think we could get everybody in this lunar community and especially you as you know the lunar dow i think your community will really appreciate that um, just getting and, and that's why i asked that question so thank, thank you for your response what are your thoughts like i so in summary i'm just that's what i'm doing right now but i'm holding off i'm not going to let my kids get on the net until they're maybe nine or ten I don't i'm think. unfortunately not that lucky um yeah my son has seen me part of a lot of organized agencies, um, federal levels, local levels, seeing me physically hack and ask those questions or just hear me basically on the phone running in. And um, he's kind of uh, taken to programming, but I would wish that he, he did have that type of upbringing like me, having completely nothing. You want to have fun? Go build something in the fucking jungle, right? I, I do come from Africa, if, if, if you do recall. So I congratulate you for being able to do that segregation. Um, unfortunately, I was not that lucky. So I would like to commend you on that. It's doing stuff and, you know, it's like there's a, a level of like enforcement that's required, which I'd rather let go of because I hate doing anything. Well, if your daughter that loves butterflies asks to hop on the net one day, just mm -hmm. hand her a butterfly net and say, there you go. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part two of a three-part Chepe Space, Children of the Atom. Recorded on Saturday, September 17th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Laying there at night while I'm counting sheep Brain on repeat, no amount of please Would you shut the fuck up, yo, I'm trying to sleep Not till you write it down to remind your genius ass in the morning When you wake up to realize it was nothing more than a weird dream And you feel like everybody's on the tape But things aren't always what they seem What's real to me isn't real to you Living this reality is barely new And if you've seen this little feud You'd be filling up your gas tanks too
We're living in a fucking simulation of a simulation Don't look back or you'll get sucked into the miscommunication All this dumb fucking ruckus, drink bleach here Keep a tight demeanor and swing for the bleachers This ball is crushed I feel like I wanna kick the bucket over, spill the fun, release some other means of hunting. All these silly motherfuckers coming at us like we don't got a bunch of guns or something. These are fucked up times we're living in, and I don't need the judgment. Free the suffer, no need to suffer. The leaders bust their freedom, hunter disagreements wander. Cold streets filled with screaming bottom feeders. Take me to your leaders, blasting propaganda through the speakers. So if you wanna build, let's build. But if you wanna steal, get buried in the field. Double duty at the rocket, Rudy. Coppin' fruity, not a newbie. Got the rubies hostile, looking like Chewbacca threw me through the window. Fucking sue me, now I'm looking all hypnotic, bougie with a bunch of suckers I went to school with who barely knew me. Students sitting here, fucking clueless. Looking at the next duck, trying to see who the goose is. Should've paid more attention to the hole in the boat. Now tell me why y'all still vote. Spaces.